millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that we are live, okay? And it is it is a, a big night, a big moment in history. For two years, we've witnessed our country erode before our eyes, all of our rights uh, going up in flames. And today, we get a chance to make our voices heard and change the power structure. And, uh, you know, what, what better way to bring in this new administration and celebrate this change than to bring in our very favorite political uh, election fraud commentators? So we're going to bring them in one by one. And I think... I think music's playing right now. All right, so we're going to bring them in one by one. First up, we've got Brian, the big beard, Lupo. Next up, we have got Behizzy, the boy wonder. And, of course, we have the deep state destroyer, Marcus D, who I think is dead. (laughs) Dude, where you been, man? He's been taking care of babies, apparently. Hey guys, what's up, man? And and uh, one of our guests was supposed to be here at ten fifteen, but he is here early, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him in right uh, right away. Mister Seth Keschel, how are you doing, sir? It's not the most uh, patriotic thing I've seen out there. I'm not saying something, but I'm just going to know they're talking. So it's just been going on all day. So it's good to see a lot of friends on board. I can, dude, I can't hear you at all. Are you, you can't, you can't hear me now? Are you at a waterfall? It, it actually sounds like a red wave with you right now. So Can you hear me now? I mean, I can hear you a little bit, but there's like... Second. Running water behind you. All right, yeah, so we're going to bring him back in in a couple minutes. Crap. Gentlemen, louder with Crowder right now has 343,000 people watching live. <laughs> Come on. Oh, don't tell them they're going to leave. 143,000 people hey, watching look, Crowder live. We, we got like 2,000 in here. It's on every. Mainstream outlet besides, I think, Fox. That wow. Is true. On Holy. Rumble, too. On Rumble. Well, on this, Rumble. doesn't Charlie Kirk and, and Jack Basovic have like over 100 right now? No. We were no? Beating, we were beating Charlie Kirk earlier. We're, well, he's yeah. on, they have 73,000. Okay. Charlie so Kirk does. Yeah, yeah. All right. There we go. So we got to utilize <laughs> Seth's time because he's, he's not going to be here for very long. So what what's happening, Seth? All right. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Perfect. Good. Well, it's great to be with a bunch of friendlies, I suppose. Even you, Behezi. Uh, now, I, uh, I I saw that you posted that video from Maricopa County today, and you didn't cite your favorite captain. But hey, that's fine. Mm. Uh, we uh, look. We got an interesting situation going on here because all of my predictions are based on what I call quasi fair elections. It is very risky to make <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Very risky to make predictions today because of what happened in 2020. But if elections had noticeable trends and shapes, like through 2014 midterms and through the 2016 presidential, 
then I would probably put this selection on pace to be like the 1994 GOP wipeout of the Democrats. And that was a coast-to-coast blowout. That was the first unified Republican Senate and House since the 1950s. And that was a big deal. But it also swept over states like Washington, California, and New York. So one of the dangers of letting your state be run by these blue army of darkness folks is that they will find a way to lock down your state's electoral votes or its ability to put in a Republican executive. So that is why if the Democrats win Arizona in this election, Arizona will become Colorado in the next four years. It'll be just out of reach. It'll be five, six points, ten points eventually out of reach. And that is, of course, a complete imagination. Maricopa County has always been a Republican county. And in 2020, it was more Republican in terms of votes gained in one election by any candidate ever. And then, of course, you've got the turnout today showing that Maricopa County still probably are plus 10 as a baseline. So Mark Fincham and Carrie Lake are two of the most important candidates in the nation. Two of the top five most important candidates in the entire nation right now. So much so that the GOP could gain a weak majority in the Senate and the House. And if and if the best candidates at the state level lost, then the, this election wouldn't really mean a hill of beans. That's, you know, Seth, that's exactly what I wanted to know from you, is to just get a rundown of what you think is supposed to happen so we can compare that to uh, what gets reported and see if the two match up. Sure. We've got some pretty good indicators of what this night should look like. First and foremost, if you're watching election results with your deck, can't you freaking people drive around here? Good grief. I'm a little bit upset you didn't invite me over there. You're only 45 minutes from where I live. Yeah, well, um, can't, can't invite everybody. Um, now, um, what it should look like, you're getting some hints. Florida. Ron DeSantis, by the time all those votes are counted, is going to win by about 20 points. Little Marco is right behind him. And, of course, you have all the other state offices like Ashley Moody for Attorney General that are in, in blowout territory. That is called a coalition shift in action. That is when people that vote for one party all in mass start voting for another party. That is, It happens against Republicans sometimes, like in Northern Virginia. Joe Biden or Donald Trump had fewer votes in 2020 in Fairfax County, Virginia, than George Bush had in 2004. That's because all the moderate bureaucrat Republicans started voting Democrat in mass. That's a coalition shift. So that happened in Florida. The same thing happened in Nevada legitimately in the 2020 election and also in Arizona. So when you're in a Republican state and, and Democrat votes only come from, especially where most of the white vote is Republican, you're talking about a 65, 70 percent white vote. If the minority voters in a state start voting Democrat, then you're going to have a massive red surge because they lose all their voters. That's Florida. And because if you can look at the party registration numbers in the Atlantic Coast counties of Florida and the Gulf counties of Florida, you can see massive Republican Party registration. Translation, everybody that's moving there from New Jersey or from New York is a Republican. And then you can see uh, in Virginia, you've got a number of races that are close, Republicans ahead or Republicans neck and neck in some very competitive or Democrat districts in Virginia. That is an indicator of what the suburbanite, densely populated crowd is leaning for for House races. So we see that there. What that means is, since Joe Biden's in the White House, unfortunately, it means that all those MAGA trends are still present. The working class that is Trump's base, that is your non-college, I would say the non-college white vote, but conservative populism 
extends to minorities of all races and ethnicities. So what that means is your Ohio's, your Pennsylvania's, Michigan's, Indiana's ought to be trending hard Republicans. So anything that's considered a toss-up in a state like that, I would have read all day long in a quasi-fair election. That is why I'm shocked that Pennsylvania is not just a baseline R plus 10 state. And people think that sounds crazy because all of us on this call are probably about the same age. And in most of our lifetime, Pennsylvania has been blue. Well, that's because the coalition shift of non-college white vote, union vote, didn't make it to Republican yet. But Missouri was a toss-up state for Obama and McCain. It was less than one point for McCain. And now Missouri is 20 points out into the stratosphere. So that's how states trend. Michigan went 17 points to Obama and then 9.5 points to Obama, and then it flipped to Trump. My numbers show Michigan was 8.5 to Trump in 2020. That's how the trends work, and that's why they matter. So all those states, Tudor Dixon should beat Gretchen Whitmer in a legitimate election. And you should also have, with Tudor Dixon, Matt DiPerno for Attorney General. You should have Christina Caramo, Secretary of State. You should have Mastriano for Governor of PA. You will probably find results that look like 2020 with Republicans holding commanding leads in Pennsylvania. And guess what? We're going to count votes until the Democrat candidates win. You might even find Dr. Oz as a concession to make people go away because Mastriano is a much more important election than Dr. Oz is. Doug Mastriano is your election man in Pennsylvania. Those 19 electoral votes in 2024 are going to hinge on what Doug Mastriano and team do in Pennsylvania in the two years leading up to that election. So I would I would 100% if given the choice, I'd rather have Mastriano than Dr. Oz. And then we have, uh, let's see, across the board, got Tim Michaels in Wisconsin. He's going to be big, as well as uh, over in Minnesota, Scott Jensen. You can see some of the polls in Minnesota showing a tight race there, and I would also have that in the coalition because Minnesota, to me, is a Trump state in 2020 by just under a point. Then the Southwest. So Nevada has critical races as well. Jim Marchant, Secretary of State candidate, is critical there because they have two big counties that give the Democrats those six electoral votes, Clark and Washoe counties. So you can go after that, all the corruption there, and get around some of the shortcuts they've made with their voting system, like the mail vote then you've got a state that is a strong Republican trend state, and you get to start making inroads in the West. But as the night progresses and people start going to bed, I would look for cheating in Washington and Oregon. You have Christine Drazon on the ticket in Oregon, Republican. Now, she's not really much of a Republican. She doesn't have anything to say about the elections there. I have Trump within six points in both Washington and Oregon in 2020. But she looks like she's got a tailwind because there's a third-party candidate splitting the vote of the left. So she's been ahead in some polls recently there. And, of course, you have some competitive polls showing a tight Senate race in Washington state, which, by the way, models 1994 when the Republicans won the U.S. Senate seat in Washington. And finally, in Alaska, a lot to watch out for there with the ranked choice election with Lisa Murkowski and Kelly Schabacher for U.S. Senate. So what what I'm telling you is I don't see any reason why the Republicans should lose any incumbent U.S. senators. I don't see any reason why the Republicans should lose any governors, the least incumbent governors. And I also don't I, I can't really see maybe a onesie or twosie, but just like 2020, I, I wouldn't expect the Republicans to lose any incumbent House seats. Maybe somebody who's retired. You never know if there's an open seat. I, I haven't kept up with all 435. But my prediction has the Republicans with about 255 House seats to 180. Wow. And, uh, and I've got 54 to 56, so 54 Senate Ooh. seats and 56 if you get a couple dark horses in Oregon and Washington. And then in the Senate, 
or sorry, the governors. I think I picked thirty-four Republican governors. Wait, wait. Wow. Is this your is this your pre-fraud prediction or post-fraud yeah. prediction? No, this is what this is my prediction. Happen. Assuming a quasi-fair election like twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen, in which there's discernible trends that you can actually try to make a pick in an election. But okay. what do I actually think is going to happen? I think that the GOP is going to wind up with majorities in the House and the Senate. I would not be surprised if they are weaker than expected. So the narrative goes the Republicans won both chambers. So why are you people sitting here talking about election integrity? Their GOP controls the House and the Senate. And then, of course, um, it's a bonus. Really, it's the best thing that can happen for people that want to manipulate the 2024 election is for the GOP to take a weak majority in both chambers and then to make sure that certain people that are instrumental towards fixing elections in the country lose, especially in Arizona or in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Nevada. Yep. That, that sounds pretty spot on with what uh, Behizzi's been saying for quite some time. Give us a little bit of red, but not, you know, America first, more more of the rhino establishment so that we'll uh, be appeased, but it's kind of the same status quo. So then, Seth, why would they even test going into extra day counting? Why would they even try to gaslight the American people and mentally get them prepared for that if you if this strategy for them is leading them in perfectly into 2024? Oh, he's out. They took him out. They took him out. Can you he hear me? attack. Yes. Yeah, yeah, now we can. No, some six-foot guy hit me in the back, and he fell under. So, um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Did you hear the question, Seth? Yeah, I heard it. So, we uh, it's always good to have all options at your disposal to be able to do something like that. Let me give you an example. It is very clear that North Carolina was supposed to be snatched for Biden in 2020. I can show you the numbers on North Carolina. It wound up being a point and a half, less than a point and a half to Trump. My numbers show, and so do voter registration trends, that North Carolina was probably Trump plus nine points, not 1.3. So even though it should have been a blowout, he still won it because they couldn't quite pull it in. And it became obvious midstream. So Florida went to Trump by a big number. And then it became obvious that Ohio and Iowa were going to Trump. Florida was going to Trump. Georgia was in the bag for Trump in 2020. New York Times had Georgia going to Trump with 99% likelihood, and that's a pretty accurate meter. They don't do a lot right, but their election coverage was good. So Florida, Georgia, Ohio, and Iowa are going to Trump. And North Carolina looks like it's going to Trump as well. So they had to immediately call Arizona and begin mm-hmm. the shenanigans with the stopping of the vote in the Rust Belt because had Trump carried Arizona with Georgia – and the rest of those states, all you need is Pennsylvania or Michigan to win the election outright, Wisconsin for a 269 tie guaranteed. So what happened was they surgically removed Georgia because it had more mail ballots outstanding and looser requirements for counting those ballots. And they let Trump take North Carolina. And the benefit was North Carolina was, or Georgia is actually worth one more electoral vote than North Carolina was. So the more options on the table to play with, the better. So you may find my outcome possible where the Republicans are holding on onto a majority in the house and the Senate, but not a huge one. And certain races go the right way. And you just let it stand because we have unfortunately turned the presidency into a dictatorship over about 50 years or longer. So now we, we had it in 2010. So everybody's excited about the tea party taking over the house. Well, what happened? Well, we got a bunch of hearings. Trey Gowdy looked good up on camera talking about hearings And then in 2014, very low turnout midterm, the Republicans won the Senate. Nothing happened. That's where we got the terms pen and phone. Obama turned into the pen and phone presidential dictator. 
And, you know, President Trump, fortunately, was a benevolent president in most of his actions. He did he did use a lot of executive actions, and really, that is not in the spirit of the founding of the country. But it obviously had to be done to make sure certain things happen to protect the country. But with uh, with that happening, it, it goes around the legislative process, which is used to force compromise, which is used to force a very slow changing process, which is instrumental in having a liberty loving nation. Now, that's my long and short of saying that I expect there to be some serious manipulation in the elections, especially if races are close. There's no way looking at the numbers today in Arizona, four to one Republican turnout. And with the Democrats already known to have had pretty crappy early vote numbers in a lot of states, there's no way that Carrie Lake should lose. So that means if they do try to yank that race, it'll be the most obvious thing you've really ever seen. Right. Well, now she's down uh, currently uh, to Katie Hobbs with 40% reported by 11%. She's down 115,000 votes. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, everybody Mark everybody said that, that that was going to be the case because they Is always that the dump the vote. They dumped the early vote first. Hmm. Okay. But the, well, how many vote? How many votes are counted? Now, I thought it was um, Arizona was one of the exceptions, I thought, because they start counting a few days in advance. So most of the swing states, it. It follows that trend where the mail-ins come in last, and that's why they were talking about the red mirage. But Arizona specifically, and it's kind of like Florida, and they start counting earlier. So I'm not really sure what we're looking at in Arizona right now. Um, Look, if if Katie Hobbs was within ten points of Carrie Lake in the final results, it's gonna like there's it's not it's just not it shouldn't be like well, that. That should be in a Biden midterm. Carrie Lake should beat Katie Hobbs by a dozen points. Right, but Seth, you saw what happened in Maricopa today was a complete and total disaster. I mean, 20% of the machines were not working, ballots being rejected, people being sent home. I mean, this was this was um, unlike anything I'd seen before. A new yeah, tactic. Facts. So if things are not looking the way they should, uh, I think that we've we've got our answer that they're they're trying to manipulate that. Correct. Just over 1.1 to answer your question. Just over 1.1 million so far counted with 41% in. All right. So I, I would expect this in a, in a, in a normal midterm. So if Trump had 1.6, Trump had 1.67 million or so votes in Arizona, which is a ridiculously high number of votes. The Republicans have been winning Arizona presidentially with 1.2 million votes three elections in a row. And then Trump went into 1.6s and he somehow lost. So if Republicans are out there getting 80 percent, 90 percent of the previous presidential vote in a midterm, then you're going to have Kerry Lake needing to hit a million and a half, a million point six to to have that coefficient. So they're going to have to find a million point five or six votes for Katie Hobbs. Go look at their previous vote totals. Now, there's population gain, but people forget there's been population gain to these states for a long time. Uh, but yeah, like I would say that in any sane world, that a Republican hitting 1.2 or 3 million in Arizona this year should win easily by 10 points. So that's how much extra they're adding into the vote counter. Midterm turnout is usually about two thirds of the previous presidential election. In the 2018 midterms, it was it was five sixths. There were about 12 to 21 million more votes than should have been expected in the 2018 midterm. That's why this nonsense started two years before the Trump election. Captain K, what do you think about uh, Maryland and Massachusetts? They already called both of those governor races, flipped them. Uh, and so both of those Republican governors 
the incumbent Republican governors there are not actually very Republican. Those states have a Massachusetts in particular has a fascination with electing Romney type Republicans to be governor with their all Democrat legislature. So those results, unfortunately, don't surprise me. Uh, I know Dan Cox pretty well, who ran for governor in Maryland. He is not a Beltway Republican. So your Larry Hogan type, he is a hardcore MAGA believer. And he thought he was running pretty tight. I talked to some of his folks on his team. They said they were running a pretty tight race according to their numbers. But it's dominated by three counties outside the Beltway, Maryland is. That would be Anne Arundel and uh, Prince George's and Montgomery counties. So those are heavy on Beltway vote, and one of them, Prince George's, is a very heavy minority vote. So um, I'm not sure. I'd have to see the results, but the polls looked horrible for Cox. Uh, those are and Maryland and Massachusetts are two states that are that actually move to the left um, in my forecast for 2020. Two out of the only four states that moved left from 2016. Okay. Okay. I thought it was a little early. 13 percent at. Uh, I mean, it's a 22 percent, but with the with the mail-in vote coming, you know, the early mail-in coming first. Uh, I don't know at thirteen percent. I thought that was a little quick from the call, Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, it, it all it all determines it all depends on where those votes are coming in from. So if if the early votes are coming in from the more conservative areas of a state and they're running weak for a Republican standard, so they can look at what Larry Hogan won with and what his vote performance was in those more Republican areas. And if you're lagging, and then of course you got a hundred percent outstanding in the Democrat strongholds, then you can go ahead and make that kind of projection. Okay, fair enough. Hizzy, were you oh, going to say something? Yeah, I'm, I was looking at Arizona. So apparently, and yeah, it's just early vote, but Fincham's at 42. Katie Hobbs is at, well, well, Carrie Lake is almost at 45. And Blake Masters is underperforming all of them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't like to gauge polls. Polls really don't tell me much anymore no, in the mass media polls. age. Not no, I know, I know, I'm getting there. I, I'm getting there. Masters oh, okay. consist Masters consistently trailed Kerry Lake in the polls. Masters and Kelly lately have been tied neck and neck, basically, in polls or a point apart. Uh, usually, when you see polls in a shot group, like where they're all kind of connected, where Kerry Lake's always running ahead, that might tell you something. Um, I would not expect Kelly to be able to hold on to that seat in a legitimate election. That's why I think Arizona is going to be one of the most manipulated states in this midterm. But it doesn't surprise me that, that he's running behind Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake's a, a true populist, and she's going to attract a lot of people that aren't your standard Republican voter because she's so convicted about what she stands for. She's very open about what she used to believe. You want to go ahead and attack her because she supported Barack Obama? She owns it. She talks about it. You know, a lot of people were like that. The Trump coalition wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for two-time Obama voters in the Midwest turning corners and voting for President Trump. In Wisconsin, that's the only reason it happened. Wisconsin was 14 points to Obama in 2008 with a a stagnant population. So it took people crossing over. Now, those are your economic Democrats. The party left them, those kinds. So Arizona doesn't really have too many of those in terms of the white vote. You have a tricky LDS vote. And you have a Hispanic vote. Now, the Hispanic vote's not a high percentage of the vote in Arizona. So the suburban the suburban moderate Republican is the key coalition there in Arizona around Maricopa County, which is 62% of the presidential vote from 2020. Okay. Okay. All right, Seth. Um, I want to just get to your one last time. Could you tell us the numbers that you gave uh, like five minutes ago? 
what what your prediction for the House is. I think it was 255 Republican. Uh, for the Senate, was 54. And what, what did you say for governor? 34 governor. 34 governor. So this is what we're supposed to be looking at based on Seth Keschel's predictions, based on trends and data. So if we see something different, it doesn't – I'm not going to say um, – I'm not going to say it was rigged, but we need to look into it because it's not following trends and it's not following uh, the data that Seth has been on top of like nobody else. So, all right. So, Seth, I know that you got to run. I know that you're at a watch party and you probably want to get back to it. I want to thank you for coming on and um, always a pleasure having you here. And uh, any final statements? I didn't mean to uh, cut you short if you wanted to say anything else. Yeah, the most important thing that people need to understand is no matter how this election turns out. Now, it should be a, a big win. But, of course, we live through 2020. If this is a big win for America First or Republicans or whatever you want to label yourself as, this cannot be the end-all, be-all like it was in 2016 where everybody said, we won, we saved America, we got Trump elected. Because all we did for four years was post memes and expect that nothing would change, like we would continue to elect Trump. And then they did what they did. So if the GOP wins, if, if, the, if the Trump coalition has a good night or a few days, as we, as we could call it, then you need to make sure that we don't go to sleep because we are probably settling down for a long winter's nap for two months. The left is going to get back to the 2024 election immediately after the midterms, especially if things fall apart in the Midwest and in their key coalitions. So they will get back to work manipulating every possible thing under the sun to make sure that 2024 goes their way. We must do the same. So there's no more complacency allowed. And this is ample opportunity. It's actually going to be a little bit of a challenge if the GOP has a field day out there because everybody's going to say, what's wrong with you people now? You want everything and you still cry fraud. Well, there's ample opportunity based on the garbage coming in about all the machines. Tucker Carlson tonight just called for a ban on all electronic voting equipment, which is, by the way, my number two point on true election integrity ban all electronic election systems so we absolutely have to go balls to the wall on getting rid of machines on cleaning out these voter rolls and it's going to come through these critical secretaries of state that we absolutely have to get elected so with that said um, we can't become complacent we can't we can't go back into sitting around and making memes i think if it goes well i'm going to make fun of the left for about 36 hours <laughs> and and then I'm going to get back to work being the prominent election denier that the media calls me. Seth, I was going to ask you that before you go. The media, they, they call you an election denier. And I want to get you on record here. Uh, just answer this question for me. Do you believe in elections? Yes, I do not deny that right now we are watching something that began in September, for God's sakes, that is going to go into probably mid-November in Pennsylvania, I do not deny that there is an event occurring that is called an election. I do not deny it. In fact, I'm on the ballot. I'm receiving write-in votes for Lynn County, Oregon clerk because I started such a such a, uh, a shit show, so to speak, with the clerk there who thinks that it was just a clean election. So um, I, uh, I don't deny that there's something called an election happening right now. I do deny that it is conducted under legitimate circumstances Op circumstances or operations and i think the results are completely corrupted completely corrupted and not trustable i think we lost him again no wait we lost everybody no i'm here 
Oh, okay. So, so understand that a red wave with fraud with fraud in the election is still going to save some of the blue seats. So in a true wave election, it's like a light dimmer. A huge red wave is going to reach down into that blue and pull some of those light blues and upset some of the solid blues. That's the thing that people fail to understand is we got our guys, we got the expected races. Well, the true representation of the electorate in a blowout election might be seats that, hey, we haven't flipped Duluth, Minnesota since 1928. Congratulations, flipped. So that's what the fraud gets us. But we, uh, I do not deny that we're having something called an election, but I do absolutely deny the legitimacy. <laughs> Just kick oh, him out. <laughs> we'll give it a second. We'll give it a second. There it is. Seth, you, I absolutely, I, I deny the legitimacy of the 2018 and 2020 elections and their outcomes. And 2022 is to be determined. But uh, you got it on record. The man believes in elections, okay? So CNN... If you're listening, you heard it right here from the man himself. He believes elections exist. All right, so Seth, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you get out of here. We got two ladies backstage to talk about Pennsylvania, and I think a lot of us are pretty worried about that state right now. So we want to hear from them, and I want to let you get back to your party. So uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks, and, Seth. Uh, we'll right, we'll have, you have you back. All right, see you, man. Yeah. Peace. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> Get out of here, Julie! Yeah. Hey. Julie! Julie! <laughs> Julie, are you? How like, are you guys doing? Are you like with Secret Service now? Like you're walking around like <laughs> your big shot, like camera in front, like security details over your shoulder, like they're in their ear. Red team, go! You like? <laughs> well, I do have security, move. but I am trying to find a quiet place here. I'm in Pennsylvania at the Doug Mastriano uh, party, so we were just trying to find a quiet place so I could actually hear you guys. Oh, so you're wow. at the. I was going to ask where you're at. So you're at the Doug Mastriano party. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that's a perfect segue to bring in the two ladies uh, that are, you know, have been putting their nose to the grindstone in in Pennsylvania, and they're going to tell us what's going on on the ground. We've got Tony Shoop and Karen Taylor of Audit the Vote, PA. How are you doing, ladies? Hi, ladies. We're exhausted, but we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you oh. look like you haven't seen the sun in 10 years. What, what no, that's her light. Lighting? Come on. That's her light. That's my light. It's I know. Lighting. That's racist. That's racist. <laughs> that is got racist. a lot of sun. Is that better? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> look who it is. It's the speculated, who knows, conspiracy theorist, secretary of state by Josh Shapiro. Who knows what's going on over there in Pennsylvania that we got on? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you guys. Thanks for having us. It's been a long day. Absolutely. Now, before we uh, get rolling, can somebody pull up Pennsylvania and the results? Because I, I want to get some. Right we haven't put any results on the screen. And uh, from the last time I checked, what it was looking like for Mastriano and Oz was pretty pretty concerning. So I want to see if that changed. This is CNN, though. Oh, keep that in mind. But okay. This is over fifty percent reported. Uh, we've seen. Problems in Luzerne County, of course, like just like we saw in 2021 oh. in their primary there. But this is a this is a large discrepancy, Karen. I, I 400,000. I mean, granted, 57, but wait, wait, not good. I remember in 2020, Trump was leading around this time by 800,000. <laughs> so we can we could come back. <laughs> yeah. So I texted you. I texted you too. Asking what's going on in Pennsylvania because everything I read told me that the way Pennsylvania does it is that they don't start counting the early and mail-in votes until election day, like after the polls close. So how is it possible that we're seeing this 
And it looks like we're looking at trends for mail-in voting. Is that, I mean, what are we looking at here? So Pennsylvania likes to use a lot of wordsmithing because the <laughs> state department doesn't want the people to know how this actually works. So yep. they use all kind of confusing jargon like canvassing and pre-canvassing and you can start something at 7 a.m. but you can't start something else until 8 p.m. What I witnessed on the ground today, and I'll let Karen experience hers, I was in the mail-in ballot counting center in Beaver County where I lived and they started opening envelopes at 7 a.m. And they opened envelopes and got ballots out and they were running ballots through tabulators and they were about a third of the way done when I left there at 3.30. The election director himself said they probably wouldn't finish the mail-ins until about 11 o'clock tonight in my county, Beaver County. So we're still 30 minutes out from that. Uh, Karen, you, you saw a similar situation in Westmoreland. You want to speak to that? Yeah, very similar situation. I actually worked the polls most of the day. I went to six different precincts during the day um, as a poll watcher. And um, then I went over to the courthouse um, in Westmoreland where they do the central tabulation. And they were pretty much done by three with the what they're considering pre-canvassing. And then I was watching them um, finish up the, the ballots. And they should be done um, probably within the next hour or two as far as the mail-in ballots. So they know exactly pretty much what, what's going on and, and any of the discrepancies. Um, they know what those are as well. Hey, Karen, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm looking at the chat here and people are saying Fox News called it for Shapiro. So I got to jump on that and see if that's what? Shocking, oh, yeah. considering what? member Fox News called for Biden so quickly. Yeah. Yes, they did. No, I'm not. No way. We had a massive turnout today in Pennsylvania, massive, which is exactly what we needed. And we are receiving this victory by faith. I am not giving yep. it in any way, shape, or form tonight. Masterano is on his Fighting for Freedom page on his Facebook right now with Danny Goki praising. You can hear him singing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely refuse to accept oh, did. anything well, tonight that's coming out of this. I will tell party. you, I am I am here at the party with Doug Masterano and Dan Goki, Danny Goki, and I'm telling you, it is. Um, everyone's on fire. Everybody's excited. I talked to many different poll workers here and people on the ground, and they said it was a massive turnout, and they were super excited. There was one people that were working in a uh, county, and they were having problems, of course, with their ballot boxes uh, not working and the tabulation machines not printing things out and things like that. But So some were good and some were bad. But I'm telling you, the hopes are up high here, and we are definitely, it's like you said, I am walking by faith. We all are here. We know Shapiro is not the winner. Uh, this state. It is Doug. There is a massive turnout for Doug and there has been um, this whole entire time. So it, it is really exciting to be here. Yep. Fox yep. just showed their colors again. Thanks, Fox. Yep. Yeah. Right. yeah. Did, did they call yeah. uh, 2024 for Biden yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, they call it for Kamala. Oh my God, even worse. Oh, please don't. Wait, so yeah. I find it interesting that New York is in a tighter race than it's ever been in. And The whole New York metro and the Philadelphia metro are both suffering from the same kind of crime. Yet somehow, New York is shifting more lean Democrat. And Pennsylvania seems to be very, very blue. And then you look at Florida. You know, the the whole working class movement is shifting very uh, much to the GOP. Hispanic voters are going to the GOP. I don't know how Shapiro could be gaining ground for Democrats. That doesn't make sense to me. No, there's been a lot of cheating here in this in this state, and that's the reason why you're seeing, you know, Shapiro supposedly in the lead right now, but we all know we're not stupid. 
Um, Shapiro did not have a shot compared to Mastriano. And because, I mean, everyone is tired in this state. Everyone's tired in the United States of America with these Democrats in charge. So um, none of us are believing those polls right now here. Well, so, well go ahead, because so, I want to talk about something I just saw. Sorry, I was just going to say, you know, we've been saying this for a while that um, I think the, the pollsters and the mainstream media have been admitting for quite some time that it's going to be that the, that the Republicans are going to take back the House and the Senate. But we knew they were going to target heavily the America first candidates like Shapiro and Carrie Lake. And right now they're also showing Katie Hobbs is is leading Carrie Lake 55 percent to 44 or 45 percent. So there's no way that this is possible. We're talking about people that could not debate. We're talking about brain dead people that campaign from their basement and would not debate their opponents. No. But then yeah. again, we saw what happened in 2020. So are we are we shocked? No, because they were even all day long. People were sending me stuff about Maricopa County. Um, oh. So, I mean, it, it really is not surprising because they were saying because people were actually sending me stuff about them. And they were because they were videotaping them saying the tabulation machines and stuff were down. And so that's the first thing I said was, oh, here comes Maricopa County. And this is the reason why we all as Americans have to go out and vote and get our voices heard because. These people we knew were not stupid. We knew what they were going to do in 20, because of what they did in 2020. We knew what they were going to try to do at this time. That's why we have to overwhelm their system of cheating. And we can never get give up on our country. You see with Brazil, they had their country stolen, and they're fighting like mad to get their country back. Now they have their mini, the, the military in, char, uh, in charge. I have to go, guys, because they want me back there. Um, but And they're fighting back. So us in this United States had to fight back as well. So... I really know we are still hopeful here in, uh, in, um, in Pennsylvania. And if I can, I will get back on. But they are requesting me in there, so I have to go, guys. So, go get them, Julie. Um, thank you. Thank I'll you for you coming on. Yeah, All right, no Julie. Problem. So good Bye, to guys. see you. So good to have you here. Man, Julie, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but she is she's huge, man. She her her Rumble channel is is massive. Hey, hey, no fat shaming on this channel, especially <laughs> dude. She she is blown up to a superstar on Rumble, so go follow her there. Unfortunately, I don't have her links in the description, but you can look her up, Julie Green Ministries. So um, I definitely want to utilize the time we have with the Audit the Vote PA ladies. Yeah, Karen, what were you going to talk about? I'm curious to see what you were going to say. So I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but Project Veritas just released breaking illegal electioneering for John Fetterman and Josh Shapiro caught on video tonight. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. Can we pull that up? Can we pull that up? Uh, Yeah, I just... Got it on James O'Keefe's thing. Hold on. Hold ya. <laughs> is it on Gateway? Why are you so excited about this? This is terrible. Because we st- we know what we experienced today, Behizzy, and what we experienced is a massive turnout. People so yes. jacked and excited to vote for him. There's no way he lost. Well, I mean, I'll where tell was you, this? Where was I? Don't uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Wow. Well, Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Things happen. Man, this is annoying. This is the one guy I needed to win here. <laughs> there it is. No way. We're we believing it? and receiving the win by faith. I just put it in the chat for you. But oh, okay. I'll well, tell you what. Like I, you know, when I at every precinct I was at, the the every single poll worker is like, I haven't seen this turnout since 2020. This is probably even more than 2020, and everybody was like. I mean, you can tell people realize how important this election is. Like, this is not just a normal election. 
My little, uh, there's five polling locations where I live. They all had 70% turnout plus. That's unheard of in a gubernatorial mm-hmm. race. Unheard of. I'm trying to get this video for you guys. I got it here if, we, if I can zoom in on it. Okay. If you want to see it. Can you see it if, I, if you share your screen? You guys see that at all? At all? Yep. All right. Yep. I'm not seeing it, Marcus. I'm not seeing it. It's frozen for me. If I play it, it goes up full screen here. Hang on. I got it. I got it. I got. I, I can pull it up on the... All right. Sorry about that. I was trying to get it through Telegram. That's what, I get. That's what uh, James O'Keefe's channel has got it on, but... Uh, while you're doing that, Nick, the the sure system, ladies, that went down the, the November fourth memo that went out from the uh, uh, the the upper official, the Division of Election Security and Technology. Uh, the outages were currently impacting reports, correspondence, and poll books generation. I mean, you this this was well before the this was during early voting. This is obviously well before November eighth, before today. This sure system has been a situation that they said they were doing an investigation on with the Intergovernmental Operations Committee, and all of a sudden, days before the election, it just goes down statewide. Yep. A little strange, isn't it? Our data guy has captures before and after, so we're just going to have to dig into it and see what it shows us. Yep. But the good news is this time we were on top of it. And I I have to say, Karen and I, she's in Westmoreland. I'm in Beaver. Honestly, we had great experiences. Some of these counties are really buttoned up. I watched them count mail-in ballots all day. But I think what that's going to do is help us hone in on areas that are not. And we're going to be able to better target what the heck happened this time. Absolutely. Now we have um, to go into investigation mode. Right. You you guys also had the DOJ coming in there. um, the, The Civil Rights Division, right? Yep. They were alleging potential civil rights violations. They visited five counties that in person came to polling yep. locations. <laughs> Which, as far as I understand, is illegal. Yep. And yep, they went the into sheriff, the polling locations. The sheriff would have had to stand up and keep them out. And I don't know that they, they had a backbone to do that. So, nope. And apparently when they went in there today, they said hi, said their pleasantries, and then they went out and started taking pictures of the outside of the polling location, of the sidewalks. Of all that area. And we also have the National Guard here, too. So let's just yeah. add a little bit more. Plus, we have reports from at least two counties that votes were flipping as people were casting them, that they were flipping from Fetterman to Oz, from Oz to Fetterman, Oz to Fetterman and yep. from Mastriano to Shapiro. That's at least in two different counties. There's there's a lot to unpack. Yep. Okay, so I got this video. It should work now if, if, uh, if I'm not having any. Nope. Nope, I can't get this video to play. So if anybody yeah, wants to get try it to pull on, it off, uh, the chat. It's in the chat. It's in the private chat. Get her on Getter. Here, I got it. I got it. I got it. We, so gotta, we gotta always save Nick, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm incompetent. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is a video of electioneering from Fetterman and Shapiro, uh, released by Project Veritas. All right, so we're gonna pull it up. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? You good? So you're, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman, I should vote Joshua Shapiro. That, that'll make all of them are the Democrats. You only got one against one. Project Veritas action journalists were told who to vote for 
just mere feet outside a polling center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania today. This is referred to as electioneering. Check this out. Not only are Democratic candidates campaign materials at the door where the voting machines are located, watch as our undercover journalists are handed instructions on exactly how to vote. I can't hear anything. Uh, just keep it. Okay. Can read. Democrat for the common man. I guess the guy got a lot of money. You want some tax shelter? That's that's the way to go. <laughs> what do you do, Rudy? Do you just we work here, or are you in the committee? Are you do you work with the with the office here? I'm a committee person. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 You have the majority of the community. Yeah. So you're, you're uh, telling me I should vote John Fetterman? I should vote Joshua Shapiro? That, that'll make all of them are the Democrats. You only got one against one. And, the, 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 and now they're kind of standing more for at this point. For poor people, and he's say more for people with money. Yeah. Right, right. Usually, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. So you're saying more? It's better off by the phone. Yeah, yeah. Anyone need Democratic Party information? You good? We're scared of him. We're scared of Yeah. These guys are way, way white. I mean, I'm for someone being liberal, but not way. Yeah, right. It's not way right. <laughs> like, like a Republican that's liberal or Democrat that's the middle to the right. That's how I look at it. Yeah. yeah. The middle road. I'm scared of him. We're scared of him. Okay. So don't vote for them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> These guys are scared. Okay. <laughs> I'm for someone being liberal, but not way liberal. And they're talking about Shapiro and Fetterman. <laughs> These people are for the poor people. Yeah, and they keep you there. Poor. <laughs> wait, wait. The best one was, ah, oh, just so far right, man. That dude is like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, Can you see this graph that we got that draws us in? I that, did. Like, what? The Shapiro votes like went down at some point and, and it, then way back then up? Then went way up. What the frick? Now I wonder if that guy has any affiliation with their with the Shapiro or, or uh, Shapiro or Fetterman campaign. So you got information from Draza, you said, Tony? They sent yeah, our data guy just sent us two graphs. Let's see if uh... she. I know her and uh, uh, Lone Raccoon Jeff O'Donnell do like minute by minute uh, access to the to the actual numbers and graph that out. They they were doing some work during the primaries as well. Obviously, in Wisconsin and other places, but you had Oz has pulled within one point six now. Yeah, I saw that. I don't believe Oz is that much more popular than Master. Well, actually, I don't either. GOP. No, you were GOP establishment cut a deal. You can have the governor seat as long as we have the Senate. So, well, we know for a fact there were people on the establishment side who threw fundraisers for Shapiro, but had Oz signs in their yard. Hmm. That sounds the most plausible. Do you remember what you said after the primaries when I was ranting and raving about... I hate Oz. No, no, no. Listen, this is what you said, and this appears to be coming to fruition. After, uh, you know, we saw in Arizona, Carrie Lake... No we saw Carrie Lake, we saw Mark Fincham, we saw Wendy Rogers, Blake Masters. I mean, it was a total blowout. They said it. They said that we couldn't do it. 
you know, but all these America first candidates that believe the election was stolen won the primaries. And I said, wow, we can overcome the cheating. But what you said is that, no, here's what they're doing. What they're going to do is they're going to allow them to win the primaries and then say they lost in the general because they're too radical. And that's going to be their narrative. And what we see in uh, Arizona is Katie Hobbs is still maintaining. Wow, Katie Hobbs has a cheese. Way to go, George. Katie Hobbs is a 14% lead over Carrie Lake right now. And that is where I don't believe that. 47% of the votes tabulated. Yeah, I have percent. I have her at one eighty four five ahead with fifty percent on CNN, and just sitting here black pilled, and we're, we both kind of saw this one coming. No, uh, there's no black pilling. We got to get up and fight tomorrow. No black pilling. No, amen, no. sister. <laughs> See, th- this is this is always the case, though, Tony and Karen. This is they 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 take first and they don't even apologize later. It's like ask for permission, they don't even ask. They just they look for what they can do, the loopholes they can exploit, and then all the investigations later don't amount to anything because they politicize them away with one explanation. They'll say, "Oh, well, that's why the, this is why that happened," or "This nah, is an Carrie explanation." Carrie Lake has to win. I got to move to Arizona, Carrie. You got to win. I got <laughs> Carrie. Please. Either that, win. or we're all moving to Florida. Yeah. Oh, so like well, that's a guarantee right now. We're gonna be no, hurricane tomorrow. You got to you got to stay in that mess you created. <laughs> stay there. It's, it's a terrible. Oh, state. My hey, we didn't create up. that. We didn't vote wait, for that. Wait, uh, how much effect do you think the law, um, the ruling from this judge allowing undated mail-in ballots to be counted is, oh, is actually going to have on this? He didn't. Did yeah, they're not? segregated, or they're supposed to be segregated. Yeah, yeah just he like didn't. before. They're supposed <laughs> to be set aside and not counted. And that they was, are supposed to be set aside, not counted. Well, let's just assume they'll, they'll be counted. <laughs> uh, how, how much effect do you think that has? Well, the way it looks now, not at all, because it's a blowout. It's <laughs> so terrible. There's no chance. Nick, man, I was having so much fun just sitting there enjoying <laughs> Ron DeSantis winning. And I thought, you know, it would translate to the rest of the country. Now you got me depressed over here. No, 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 no. Did you guys not hear about the rainbow at the Trump rally? Did anybody yeah. see that? That's, oh, that's God's promise. Right? No. This is the enemy trying to steal it. No, 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 no. Amen. Amen. Well, and there's there, this is where what you, the work that you ladies have done over the last two and a half years has set, your, set you a cut above, not even a cut above, like miles above everybody else. Because the work that you've done to expose all of the fraud from those uh, – fraudulent elections now can come into play with experience and, and credibility after the fact. But the problem is it's always after the fact, you know, there's, mm-hmm. we're not getting whistleblowers from within. Like we are, I mean, there's a couple people throughout the country that are doing that, but while it's going on, while it's happening, we're not getting any, we're not getting boo from these County commissioners or any elected official that wants to say anything in the meantime. And so we always are left to investigate after the fact and it gets politicized away. I mean, this, this has got to be, I don't want to look like the Republican that can't accept a loss, but at the same time, if there's deficiencies, whether 
un- that we need to uncover or blatantly in our face, those need to be exposed as well. No, but Marcus, how do we accept? I- I'll give you two instances right now where poll watchers, they kicked poll watchers out, one in Allegheny County, one in Northumberland. We have a good friend. She was in Northumberland, or I'm sorry, Northampton County. She was watching a poll. They kicked her out and said, you can't stay while we close the polls, but we'll post the results in 20 minutes on the window and you can look. Yep. And and so they made her leave. That's I was in the total opposite getting to watch everything on, on the other side of the state. So, no, we're not going to accept results that aren't 100% transparent. I'm I sorry. Get I get it. But then you have to go after the fact and, and expose what you ladies have been doing. And then you get a bunch of politi- politicians that don't want to move forward with all the stuff, all the affidavits that you bring them and hand them in person in their own offices like you did this past two years. If you guys thought it was tough to get an investigation in 2020, just yeah. wait until you see what it's like in 2022. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially if we've got Shapiro as a governor, he wouldn't even look at any of the evidence from 2020. If you guys remember three days before the election, he called it for Biden and said, when all the votes are counted, Biden's going to win even before anybody started voting. Nope. Yep. You guys have your black pill party. I ain't there. <laughs> No, I'm not there. No, I'm, I'm still watching this race. We're not black-filled race. We need God. Uh, so some breaking Amen. news. They <laughs> projected apparently... New Hampshire for Republic. Nah, I'm joking. They just projected it. God. Well, I... No, for, for the Senate. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. They gave it to Bolduc? No, Maggie Hassan. Or uh, Hassan? Oh, yeah. that's not you know what we don't know? Nobody knows, even in Pennsylvania, after all of this, how the results get from the judge of elections at the precinct level to that media outlet that's reporting them. What happens to the ballot and the V drives in between then and yep. when it gets to the media? We still don't have that answer. So unless I can get that, I ain't accepting nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. We've got I've got people messaging me saying Mike Lindell is showing massive algorithm stuff for Shapiro. That isn't right. Yeah, I wonder if that's the work of Jeff O'Donnell. Could be. I wonder if that's... Uh... Vote drops for Fetterman and Shapiro, but somehow they're ahead. You know, guys, the signs were, were kind of all there because we had Joe Biden. Uh, they, they, were all, they were all laying the narrative that there's going to be election deniers after the election. So why would they set, why would they set that narrative up and if they planned on losing... You know, in a fair election, they were telling us kind of all along that uh, that there was going to be fraud and there's going to be people challenging the results. And they they did that to make everybody dismissive of the so-called election deniers. You know, I mean. But, man, I really I'm so shocked. I'm so shocked right now with what's happening to Carrie Lake, because that one is so obvious. And and Mastriano. It's just so obvious yeah. that nobody's going to accept this or stand for it, and I think well, we're going to we're going to be heading into uh, a whirlwind of of uh, not not just disenfranchised voters, but people that are pissed off. Not when they're kicking poll watchers out. How can we trust the results yeah. of an election when you're kicking poll watchers out? I had another couple in Allegheny call me today that ha- they're elected committee people. They had a poll watcher certificate and they wouldn't allow them into the warehouse where they were counting the mail-in ballots. What the frick? See, this this is the this is the crux of it. Even if you get poll watchers, even if you get people in there as elected officials, they're gonna they're gonna work their way around it. There was something that happened the other day. I'm looking for it. I posted about it where there's a, a law that they're just going to disregard. The law was in place, uh, not even just the one from Pennsylvania that we were talking about, where the the, the circuit court said, "No, we're not oh, going to yes. 
We're not going to abide by the law that came down. And oh, where is it? I, I have it here somewhere. But they're, they're just saying basically, here, from St. Louis election official, they tell volunteers we are not the photo police at training session, and they're not going to worry about the new photo ID law that was passed in St. Louis, in Missouri. So the elected election officials are saying, we're not going to worry about the new law that was passed. It doesn't matter. We're not the photo police. We're not going to follow that law. We're not going to worry about you being a poll watcher. We're not going to allow you to watch because it doesn't matter. We don't care. They're taking what they want. They're just taking it. And they're daring us to say, all right, well, let's get an investigation. All right, well, we got an investigation. Now they're daring us to bring charges. Okay, we're going to dare you to bring charges. And if we don't do that, then they're going to get away and say, well, see, there wasn't any fraud because we weren't prosecuted on anything. And then they just move forward with the politicization of, well, these people are conspiracy theorists. There was no credible information founded. And then they lawyer up, like Fetterman today. It was just announced that Fetterman uh, took on Mark Elias as his personal, as a, as a lawyer for his Senate campaign. Why would you need Mark Elias to come in at this stage in the game as a lawyer to your campaign if you didn't have a reason for it? Well, he's trying to make sure that those ballots that don't have dates on them get counted, right? Yes. That's the angle he's going. He thought he was going to need those ballots. Yeah, but it appears that maybe he, maybe he doesn't. Uh, but that sure does make him look like an idiot <laughs> to try to make ballots count that don't have freaking dates on them. Like it's a criminal. I mean, the only thing that made him look like an idiot. Yeah, no kidding. The fact that he he doesn't know whether or not he supports fracking, that he can't oh put gosh. together a sentence. I mean, that that guy's literally worse than Joe Biden. And I, I mean, it would take a lot for me to say that about someone, <laughs> but that guy qualifies as being more brain dead than Joe Biden. They got they got Shapiro up four hundred and thirty five thousand with seventy one percent reporting, and they've got Oz down now only a. One and a half percent down fifty seven thousand with seventy one percent report. Interesting how they were going to need a whole week to count the results too, though, right? Yep. Right. What happened to that? Exactly. The the whole thing adding up. Yeah, the whole thing of the way that they're counting the ballots doesn't even make sense because I mean it's it's Pennsylvania law that they can't start counting those ballots. I thought until the polls close, but we were getting mail in ballot like the first eleven percent showed. 90% 90% for Fetterman, 10% or 9% for Oz or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is this? This isn't election day. Uh, th- these aren't election day results. This is mail-in voting. Nick, Allegheny was done scanning. Yeah. Done with the ballots in the tabulators at 4 in the afternoon. So if we're not allowed to count till 8 p.m., what is that? What is that? Well, I want to make sure that's the law before I, you know, put my rubber stamp on that, but I'm pretty sure. And every single media outlet said, you know, be prepared for this red wave at first, but really it's a red mirage. And then we're going to have the massive dumps at 3 a.m. Yeah, they literally told you. This is, so that's what I wanted to ask you, Karen and Tony. If you have a, a, you have gaslighting from all angles, right? They're hedging their bets in the media. They're saying, well, it could take weeks. To, to count the vote, but then all of a sudden, if they get what they want, then they say, well, nothing to see here. We're not going to count any more non-dated ballots. So what they're doing is they're playing both sides of the argument so that whatever side comes up, they can play that portion of the narrative saying, well, this is what we said beforehand. But if it doesn't go their way, then they can be like, all right, well, we're going to count everything. So what is the solution then? Because what you ladies have done has obviously brought incredible light to the, these situations, but there has to be somebody within the House, Senate, 
somebody to be able to step up and say, not only are we going to investigate this from a legislative standpoint, but you know, unlike the, the investigation we saw, the audit that we saw from the Intergovernmental Operations Committee already, where, where, where can we find even the slightest bit of a solution here? Honestly, Marcus, at this point in time with the long day we've had, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. just know we'll I wouldn't, pick it up tomorrow and keep going. I wouldn't expect you to know because we we don't exactly know what the hell just happened. <laughs> we're going to have to put this these pieces together, but we're going to have to act fast. I mean, we're going to have to figure out how could this have happened because no, none of this makes sense. But then again, um, I mean, a lot of people were saying this from the get-go. They can't afford to have Mastriano for governor, man. You can't you can't have he a guy would, like that. He would kill the Green New Deal and the concept of electric cars because he's already outlined yeah. how he would bring fracking back immediately. Boom. And Pennsylvania is like the energy center of the country, man. Yep. And the this, Saudi Arabia of, of the United States. Yep. Yep. So that's that's what it is. They cannot have a guy like Mastriano that's going to make us energy independent again. It's not just about election integrity. It's not just about him fixing the the, the rig system. It's mm. about this entire World Economic Forum agenda, which Biden is very much a part of. You, you, I mean, Pennsylvania is like there's it's like a liquid gold mine, and that was what Mastriano was all about. And uh, imagine all of the working class in Pennsylvania doesn't support that. Nope. <sighs> nope. They want Fetterman that can't speak. Campaigns from his basement can't debate and wants to ban fracking. But he likes fracking and he supports fracking. <laughs> In the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah, yeah. Three times. Where, where, where is Wolf going from here, ladies? Do you have any idea what he's going to do after this? We've heard nothing. I don't yeah. know. God, these people ride off into the sunset and then their predecessors come in and that the coronation be begins. Shapiro spent $50 million. So... Mastriano spent five. Wow. That's not like people didn't know his name, though. His ground game was second to none. Second to none. 7,000 poll watchers we had statewide. To 520. And I want to emphasize that because I was listening to you talk about that with Brian earlier. So Pennsylvania in 2020 had 500 poll watchers and in 2022 had 7,000. That's incredible. So, I mean, regardless of what we're seeing right now, progress has been made a lot. I mean, a lot of progress. People have been, um, you know, activated and getting involved. And so imagine how many eyes are on this right now, how many people are seeing what they're trying to get away with. It's not like 2020. It took us forever to figure out what the hell just happened. We weren't prepared for it. We weren't looking at it. We weren't paying any attention until pretty much after the fact. And this time it's it's very different. It's kind of like how we had the the propaganda with with COVID it took us like 6 months to um like it's gotten to a point where when the mainstream media lies, the narrative collapses in 24 hours. I mean, look what happened with the Paul Pelosi thing. We we we've, we've we've adapted. We've gotten so much faster. So I imagine that you know they're they're doing this because they have to. They can't afford a Mastriano, but the the entire game has changed in terms of how many people are awake, how many people are paying attention, how many people are active, and how many people yeah. are going to to fight back after the fact immediately. Do you, do you guys know who the Hodge twins are by any chance? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, they're awesome, right? Um, I haven't seen the raw numbers, so I, I can't verify this at all, but their tweet 20 minutes ago just said, the guy with brain damage, Fetterman, can't barely speak, is currently outperforming Biden's 2020 numbers in Pennsylvania. Wow. <laughs> again, I haven't seen the numbers, but that's that's what they're tweeting 21 minutes ago. Wow. So maybe, maybe Biden, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe Biden is more brain dead. I'm not sure. It's 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 close. And tr- I mean, Karen, what did you hear today about the poll? How many polling locations did they tell you they'd never seen a poll watcher ever? Five out of the six that I went to today had never seen a poll watcher. I was the first poll watcher they had ever seen. How is that possible? Because people weren't doing anything, Marcus. That's how they got away with 2020. We were asleep. People were not involved. Okay, I just got a comment on the Hodge twins tweet. I could believe that Fetterman outperformed Biden. I just don't believe that Biden performed the way he did. <laughs> I don't believe Biden performed Biden. Right. I had to throw that out there quick. <laughs> I don't know. Luzerne's a bellwether county. The polls in Luzerne didn't even close till ten o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, Luzerne ran out of paper. Didn't they? they did. Yes. So did yeah. Center County. Some of their yeah. polls ran out of paper. Now, what what happened after they ran out of paper? What was because there was a lot of um, I did a lot of videos and articles talking about how it appears the Democrats, the deep state, are preparing to cause chaos in the election via a ballot paper shortage because there was actually uh, a bunch of these deep state actors, including the CEO of Runbeck. There was actually a hearing before the Senate where they said that because of COVID and supply chain issues, we can't get the paper. Um, there's a big shortage. And so what they did was they came up with a game plan to purchase enough paper, but don't overdo it because then that could cause a shortage for somebody else and blah, blah, blah. And the way it was being set up and the way they were talking about it, ABC talked about it multiple times. I was like, that's going to be their new tactic. They're going to run out of paper. They're going to disenfranchise voters. They're going to send people home. And uh, I almost started to think that there was some sort of coordinated effort to, um, you know, have these ballots that don't go through the machines and get rejected. And then they have to be recreated on new ballots and cause massive chaos and a big shortage. I saw a little bit of that, but I didn't see as much as I expected. But anyways, could you tell me what what happened after they ran out of ballots? I mean, what was the effect of that? Karen, you you were on the phone with them. I can't speak to it. I don't know. Um, I I don't know what happened in the process of when they ran out of ballots. All I know is that they were taken to court and a judge did say that they were going to leave the polls open for two extra hours because of that. Now, Now, didn't that primarily affect heavy Republican precincts? Yes. Okay, so so if you if you have uh, a bunch of Republicans being sent home because they run out of ballots and then your solution is to allow all the precincts to stay open an extra two hours, that really doesn't fix the problem. Nope. Right. Because the Democrat precincts are are open an extra two hours as well. So to make up the difference of the damage that was done, that's not that doesn't that doesn't fix it. There was voters disenfranchised that that went home and probably didn't come back. And Nick, that's not the only case of it. I got a phone call this morning at 8.15 from a guy in um, Allegheny County, um, South Allegheny County, Monroeville area, who said their judge of election, who was a 25-year-old girl, didn't show up, just didn't show up. 
Nobody could reach her. And there were over 30 people in line that had to be turned away. And he did tell me that two people in front of him said they were paramedics and that they work a 24 hour shift and they will not be able to come back to vote. Wow. Unfrickin' believable, man. Nick, though, I, I think you kind of, you, you know, you said you all didn't can keep it open two hours, and that really doesn't accomplish anything. Actually, accomplishes a lot because then they can get more votes into the Democrat areas, my friend. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. I mean, they de- they benefit. The net total is a benefit for the Democrats. So I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but um, apparently – the GOP has taken, uh, they needed five, they needed to flip five Democrat seats to take the House, and they've now flipped seven seats, and, uh, five of the seven were just in Florida alone. <laughs> so that's, that's big. That's big. Um, and JD Vance has been declared a, the winner in I the Senate. That. And I saw that. Brian Kemp on one platform's calling him the winner, but another one, I haven't seen it anyplace else yet. And Colbeck, Patrick Colbeck, who's been all over, obviously, with Michigan, says, riddle me this. How is it that 22% precincts report in for Michigan governor race at same time, only 4% have reported for the attorney general? When a precinct is closed and results are uploaded to election servers, all races are loaded at the same time. Forensic vote tally audit needed regardless of outcome. I was seeing that earlier in in Pennsylvania, too, with the Mm -hmm. Fetterman-Oz race. It was bizarre. Hey, I, you know what, you know what happened? So I, I worked as an election judge today, uh, Tony. That was, yes, I was election judging it. And, uh, up here in, uh, Hibbing, Minnesota, um, we've got a, uh, a seat that's been held by Democrats. The last time it voted Republican was 1948 and it's flipping tonight. <laughs> State Senate seat. Yeah. And, uh, in, in our, in our, uh, area alone, uh, he, he cleaned up pretty good. Uh, just in our uh, precinct uh, that I was I was election judge at. Uh, in fact, um, this is I'm on the Iron Range of Minnesota. This is deep blue. Uh, has been for years until Trump, really. And uh, but yet the state house seats and state senate seats were always still blue. And uh, there was one Democrat that had a two seats or two vote margin in our precinct. One wow. that had. To that, it, it's it, it's a seismic shift up here on the it's, iron. Pretty wild. That's big. Yeah, so. I see. I see nine breaking nine eleven. Brian, to your point, is calling Kemp for Georgia. Yeah. And, yes. And Governor Abbott over Beto as well down in Texas. Yep. Our Shit. beloved Kemp. Right. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. That, was a now, that is a big win. Talk <laughs> about a morale boost, baby. It's better Red than Stacey Abrams, but oh, yeah, you're not kidding, man. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah. So, so right. today, today I had to man the uh, the tip line for all the emails and stuff that were coming into Gateway, and man, like they're gonna be like it's gonna take us a week to go through all these emails. From people that are like, yeah, the machines were rejecting ballots. You know, I put my ballot in. They were, and that's that's key because it's one of the hacks that we found uh, in Georgia was, you know, the rejecting ballots. We're gonna have to get system log files, all sorts of stuff, uh, to to try and figure out what happened with these machines and why they were rejecting ballots. And the next time it would take it. So, uh, Hummelsworth, Pennsylvania, was one of those places uh, that they had problems with that. So, we'll be digging in. Lots, lots to see. Co-anchor. Yep. 
co-anchor of uh, CNN This Morning, Caitlin Collins, 12 minutes ago, says Biden has just placed a congratulatory call to Pennsylvania Governor-elect Josh Shapiro, the White House says, but CNN hadn't called it. And then two minutes ago, she says CNN has now projected Josh Shapiro to win. Oh, man. So yeah, I, thought, I thought they already called it. I, no, I, I hadn't seen it on CNN. Fox, oh, Fox called it. I was talking about different races, and uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was talking about Josh uh, Shapiro and, and Mastriano, and I said, you know, if there's one governor's race, I'm the least certain of, but the most the, that I'd most like to see is uh, is is that one, uh, Pennsylvania. I said because Pennsylvania is the swingiest swing state right now, as it were, and. I said, if if that's if if Pennsylvania doesn't get fixed, um, and I said, and it's and it's, you know, it was there's there's two states that I doubted more than any, and your Pennsylvania, your beloved Pennsylvania, Tony is is uh, the one I probably doubted the most, just in terms of of anything turning out right. Um, I'm just not I, buying a blowout. Like people in our state, no, we've had it with the shutdowns and the COVID and what they're doing to our kids in schools. I'm not buying a blowout. No, but you, you know what it Florida. is. No, 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 guys. Everybody, they want to be able to get an abortion and they just can't stand you January 6th crazy conspiracy theorists. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's all the Democrats ran on. So clearly that is the most important issue. Nobody cares about the economy. Nobody cares about crime. Nobody cares about ha- their kids being forced to take experimental drugs to go to school. Nobody cares about that. All they care about is, uh, you know, getting an abortion and January six. Well, what I'm what I'm referring to, Tony and Karen, is you know, Pennsylvania. I think has long been uh, fairly ripe with fraud. I can think back to Obama years and the Black Panthers with baseball bats outside polling places, and we see the Project Veritas video and everything, and. Uh, so that's that's where I go with Pennsylvania. Philadelphia just rules that state in terms of uh, how how the vote actually comes in. Um, you know, we we saw in one day uh, with the Biden uh, election uh, twenty twenty uh, where President Trump did was it three or four rallies. He pulled in well over a hundred thousand people to those rallies, just barnstormed the state, uh, just on fire, and yet we're to believe that. You know, Biden carried it when he couldn't last time, uh, or when Hillary couldn't last time. It just, it, it just, it seems un, unbelievable, quite frankly. And so, that's that's the thing with Pennsylvania. I just think that it's, it, 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 it was a, an area where you you couldn't see. I mean, because I mean, the GOP wouldn't do anything about it because they wanted they wanted Mastriano to lose. Yeah. You know. They did. My phone's going to start blowing up. Karen, is yours blowing up yet? <laughs> they just called New York for Hochul. Yep. Good Lord. So Zeldin, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even believe. For These a- people are drastically underperforming their polls, like yeah. not even close. Like that's a 19 point, and And the last poll had him at seven. And that was even that, like the betting odds were not but- that bad. Is that 19 point close though? No, right? it's not close. That's, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. It's not closed, but, yeah. uh, it's only 54% reporting and it's 19.3 points. Yep. But I, you know, I, I don't know what's reported in. You might see that race draw, draw in closer to five points or something like that, but, and so, um, well, that, that was pretty incredible to see a Republican even coming close in New York. 
know, that was that. And that's the thing. I mean, if you can see that uh, that New York is getting close, then, you know, Republicans perform well in other areas. Wouldn't think they would. Um, or at least in areas where you do think that they would perform better in New York is getting close, then uh, there should be, uh, you know, Republican victories in close races in swing states. Yeah. So. Now, right right now, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I got my eyes on Arizona. There, there hasn't been an update in uh, quite a while here, but what we're seeing in Arizona is just blowing my mind. It's not making any sense because... Arizona, as I understand it, they have, you know, a long, long period of early voting and they start tabulating the mail-ins and the early ballots uh, before Election Day, just like Florida does. So <clears throat> we're looking for this massive swing from the Election Day voters, but I don't know if it's going to look like that in Arizona. And what we're seeing, I mean, it might be representative of. So Nick, this is like if you remember. Even if you go back to 2020, right, when Fox called it early and everything, um, and then you saw it, uh, they called it. What was the vote lead that at that point that Biden had? It was sizable. Uh, you know, and it, I, again, you know, we're kind of working off 2020 is such a weird thing to actually draw analysis from. But I'll just say this much. As as Election Day votes came in, then all of a sudden it got down to what was the final in Arizona? Oh, it was so close. So close, right? So I all I'm saying ten thousand four hundred fifty-two votes. I think Arizona with fifty percent in means nothing to me in terms of its actual math. So just just watch that change as you do get actual election day votes coming in. So are I will tell you this much too in Arizona there is a there is a Carrie Lake uh, recruited what's her name that lawyer. Uh, there is a an army of lawyers on the ground in Arizona. Yeah, and they have they have said that they said, "Don't worry, we're watching things from a lawyer standpoint. We've got quite a few eyes on this." So I, I I've got this was the most high profile case in the country, but probably the most consequential. Maybe Carrie Lake, but potentially Shapiro Mastriano. To be honest with you, like we were talking about energy independence, bringing back the twenty electoral college votes to a you know well, prominence. I'm really sad to say it. I mean, because I love the work that that uh, Tony and Karen are doing, but I just I just didn't have just in the for for multiple reasons, and I I mean I just don't think that uh, you know your what your interim secretary of state out there really plays it straight. Your governor doesn't play it straight. Your attorney general doesn't play it straight. And in Arizona, you had a much better chance of a better outcome. You know, I, not. Well, I don't disagree with that. I mean, Carrie Lake should have. I mean, she's been polling way ahead, and and Mastriano's been playing catch up. So I yeah. don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, but, but not, it shouldn't about, be like this. I'm not even talking about the fake polls. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you look at Trafalgar or Insider Advantage, like real polls that actually mean something, um, you know, it was it was closer. I, but but Carrie Lake was leading in all those polls in those other states. And the other thing is, uh, they actually had. Uh, the, the Carrie Lake had that army of lawyers. She had a massive campaign war chest. I mean, she got a lot of donations. I mean, she, she just was better positioned. And this is why Arizona means so much to us guys. And why I think Arizona is the biggest nut to crack, because if you can get Arizona this year, and if Mark Mincham can win secretary of state and you've got Carrie Lake and governor's and all of this happens in Arizona, that is the laboratory in which you can actually see 
uh, free and fair elections roll out in a massive way. And you're going to find out just how unpurple Arizona is. So this is my, my eyes have been on Arizona for that one reason. I think it's it's the best chance to really play out and have the laboratory of democracy. You know, they always talk about that with by states. You can see results by states. Look at what's happening in Florida. Right. And Arizona could be the next Florida type of thing. And and, and then you're going to let, then everybody's going to start questioning states like Pennsylvania and Michigan more. Because yeah. that and that's why I want to win Arizona so bad. That's why this my my um, like the bulk of my videos have been Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Well, I just I want to see that one. as it stands right now with CNN fifty one percent reporting. Uh, Hobbs is up one hundred eighty two thousand six hundred and sixty six votes, <laughs> fifty six to forty three percent, just over halfway through. That's gonna. But we're not halfway through. So you're what you're dealing with is you're dealing with the mail-in ballots being counted, and now you're going to see election day returns. And the other thing, and you saw this with uh, with Trump, even with those late returns that came in, is your rural counties report later, um, and that's where Trump has his yep. best shot. So Kerry Lake's going to pull this out. I have no doubt in my mind about it. Um, it's it's just I just don't. But but uh, again, I mean it's. But I think. The reason I want to see Arizona so bad is because it gives that laboratory test, and and I, I think it's going to really be very telling. So, um, yeah. but but I mean, Fetterman outperforming Biden—that that really is a joke. I mean, I laugh about Biden, you know, saying, "Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that Fetterman could outperform Biden because Biden was so pathetic." But, but seriously. Sorry, Neil. I wanted to, I wanted to pull this yeah. up because I was looking at this earlier. CNN put out an article talking about this. Uh, you know, six states, how we might see things shift. And I, I was trying to remember what they said about Arizona. And the good news is CNN, now, mind you, you can't really trust anything they say, but they do say Arizona is likely to be one of these states that actually goes blue to red. So sort of an opposite effect from what we see in the states where we have, um, you know, the election day totals reported first and then the mail-in ballots come in second. Arizona is expected to go from blue to red because of their process and rules and procedures. So that is good news. And so I think, Neil, you're, you're definitely onto something there. I, lo- I love how it says in the article. Oh, I just, oh, sorry. that's okay. I love how, I love how it says, uh, the Republican nominee has promoted the debunked conspiracy that the 2020 election <laughs> was illegitimate. And all she's ever called for is, is transparency. You know, she's she's been heavy on the campaign trail talking about we just want transparency. And every time they she they come after her, she blows them up with facts. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Arizona's consequential, not just like we said about Pennsylvania in terms of energy, Arizona's consequential in terms of the border. Yeah. You know, border security, because uh, Katie, I'm sorry, Carrie Lake had vowed to declare um, state emergency. well, an invasion, right? Declare what's happening at the border an invasion and, and crack down on that immediately. That was one of her top priorities. And, you know, Democrats definitely don't want to see that happen. Why not? Eh? What's that? Why not? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> they get their voter base. Uh, Karen, right now, 78% reporting for the Senate. Uh, according to CNN, fifty-two thousand point or vote lead for Fetterman. 
49.4, It doesn't make sense, man. And don't tell me it was the Obama effect, him showing up in the last No. Week. There's no way. There's no way. I know people in the medical field that after that debate said, I'm a Democrat, but I will not vote for him because the guy cognitively is not there. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If Oz were that way, I wouldn't vote for him because how can you have somebody like that who's going to make decisions for you and your state on a federal level? It's not even about party. The guy cognitively is not there. Yeah, but look at look at the vegetable in the White House. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is this is the new brave new world, Karen. Let's go ahead. No. I I did see that there were memes going around that were like serious from his campaign that said that he would bring light and and be the um, what's that guy's name in the wheelchair? Um, Stephen Steve Hawking. Hawking. Oh that he was going to be the Stephen Hawking. No. They literally were trying to say he will bring light disabilities. He wasn't like Stephen he Hawking's before the stroke. Not even close. <laughs> Jesus. Stephen I, Hawking is one of the smartest people ever to live. And I'm interested to see. I'm just now seeing on True Social about yeah. Greg Phillips and what he's posting about Allegheny County and how – we need to be checking Allegheny County's um, barcodes compared to the ones on the China server. Yeah, I got it right so, up there. I got it right up on the screen there, Nick. Oh, from, okay, yeah, I want to see that from Greg. Quite Phillips. interesting. More Democrat absentee ballots in Pennsylvania's Allegheny County than in Philadelphia County, despite there being two hundred seventy-five thousand more Democrats in Philly. From uh, Brian's paper, Brian's uh, publication here. <laughs> that is nuts. If you, have, if you have any Democrats in an election, then you have voter fraud guaranteed. In Pennsylvania today, there are some very big races uh, in 2020. To this day, we have no idea where all the absentee ballots for Biden came from. Today, where'd it go? Today, it was reported that in Pennsylvania, there are more unusual anomalies in the state. The number of absentee ballots or, or mail-in ballots reported, requested by Democrats, is larger in Allegheny County than in Philadelphia, despite there being that many more Democrats in Philly. So now, um, sorry. What did what did you say, Karen Taylor, about Greg Phillips? And what what is? So he said something about the barcodes, and it relates to this story. I didn't catch that. Yeah, look in the chat. I'm I'm having a hard time pulling that up for some That's reason. A, I can't pull up True Social on my. Alleg- he he posted five hours ago. Allegheny County is going to need to compare the serial numbers of those ballots against the ones found on that China server, Chinese server. And then he posts the Gateway Pundit article from Joe. Ballots found on the Chinese server. So, did you did you guys see the article that I put up on on Gateway today about about the IR scanners? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, so so there was another another uh, complaint that was filed with the Georgia State Elections Board, and this actually played out in Arizona as well. So we, we, we heard all about the vote secure paper and all that stuff in Arizona in 2020, right? The vote, the rolling vote secure paper and all that. Well, they had the vote secure paper in Georgia too, from, from Roland. And one of the, 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 the security features in that rolling paper is an IR marker that's on the paper and the machines can pick that up. So when you run the rolling vote secure paper through the machine, it picks it up and it will say, you know, there's the IR, the IR tag watermark. Think of it that way. There's the watermark. It'll pick it up. 
when they were doing the QR code signature mismatch uh, uh, analysis in Georgia, they found that every single machine, not county, every single machine had that IR feature turned off. Hmm. Every single one. Now, I think they, I think they were saying that the same thing. They didn't look yet, but they, they know that the same thing happened in, in Maricopa County too. So I, I wonder if that's another, you know, way that they're able to circumvent. Oh, the machines will catch fake ballots. They won't. So the, and the way this was caught was in Spalding County, um, in early voting. Somebody literally voted on a piece of notebook paper. And it counted. And, and it, it counted. accepted it, man. So you it can just run it. anything through those machines. It accepted it. They printed a ballot. They copied it, scanned it, put it on a sheet of loose leaf notebook paper, scanned it, and it, it counted it. And the only reason they caught it is because they looked and they're like, this is notebook paper. Okay, so speaking of machines, now we've got two people backstage. We've been waiting on them. Okay, and they're some of the biggest advocates for getting rid of the machines, and they've done some incredible work in New Mexico. So I want to welcome... Elon Musk? Wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. You're going to get banned on Twitter. That's a pa- No, it's just parody. He's good. I'm safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how, how are you guys doing? And what do you think of uh, what we've seen so far? We've got some pretty big upsets that are upsetting in Pennsylvania. Um, we saw a lot of mishaps, whether intentional or not, in, in Maricopa County, Arizona. And I definitely want to know what you guys think about that. And I definitely want to get your take on the path forward with all this because you guys are people of action. Okay. So I don't know where you want to start. Yeah. I I think we were, we were having a good time today, just showing all of the the corruption. I mean, there's, there's something about just going out and saying, look, here's another failure. Here's another failure. And then we started focusing on New Mexico. And instead of being elated because we, we were just exposing fraud in other people's states, um, we basically have a a massive, massive problem in our own home state. So uh, if things hold right now, our, we're going to have no federal delegation at the congressional level, which is even worse than we have it right now. We're looking at 60-40 blowouts for wildly unpopular candidates in New Mexico. So, I mean, it, it's it's impossible to see the red wave spike that we're seeing across the country but in new mexico we are getting pounded um so we're falling in the same category as um pennsylvania michigan arizona basically the places that were so crucial in 2020 um so we're processing that uh (laughs) i think i speaking for aaron um and then i think the only thing that we're somewhat hopeful over in a really bizarre way is that the Cary Lake result right now is so outlandish. It's, it's, it's yeah. such utter bullshit on every level that yeah. um, in some ways it's more shocking in Arizona than Trump. I mean, Trump of course is, is wildly popular, but in Arizona, you're talking about someone that was in people's living rooms for the better part of 25 years. Um, so if something doesn't come of that, I don't know what will, but that's that's where our current state of mind is. Uh, we're kind of frazzled right now. Anything you want to add? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they still our whole state. We don't have voter ID. Um, we saw things going on all all day in our state with just poll workers bullying voters who wanted to use their own pen. And we had in Torrance County, which is, you would think, in enough trouble, they actually sent 
uh, police policemen to the to the polling places that have long lines and said, you need to go to a place where the lines aren't so long. And probably those people just went home. So talk about voter intimidation. I mean, they're so blatantly comfortable with their theft and their tyranny that they don't care if they blatantly break the law, as long as it's towards conservatives. So New Mexico is pretty depressing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not I'm not too surprised about New Mexico, given the corruption of your secretary of state. Yeah. And I wanted to get your guys uh, take on this Gateway Pundit article I saw relating to New Mexico, uh, where they said the secretary of state site showed 16 million registered voters drop overnight. Did you guys see this? Yeah. Yes. Can yeah, you explain she's, that one? she's had her website totally screwed up for several months. Like you couldn't even check the results from the primary They've been withholding documents from the primary. They will not release their official results. Um, and I don't know what in the world is going on with her showing that we have 17 million people registered when we don't even have, we have barely over 2 million people as the total population. Um, something I noticed today when she got her website back to what she's calling like real numbers is theoretically we've, we added another 100,000 voters to our state since 2020. And we had record gains in 2020. And for, so, for Republicans. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for registration in general, she's she's been inflating them massively in the last two years. And then we had a very small turnout, 23% turnout for the midterms, theoretically. So it's just the numbers don't make any sense at all. Can't wait to talk to Seth about it. <laughs> you guys make us feel not alone in Pennsylvania. No. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alone. yeah well we we got you know, we thought we were bad with our 41 percent discrepancy rate between our canvas numbers and and uh the official voter records but allegheny county still i think is the record um uh, mm-hmm. as far as complete <laughs> complete crackle <laughs> can, we, can we get some make some positive news <laughs> I'm, I'm dying over here just Come on. i'm uh, trying to laugh to get we, we were, into my system george earlier today we were all laughs on joe oltman's because we hadn't quite like i said we hadn't quite processed what happened with our own home state but i mean we'll get over it i mean in some ways i think there's going to be a major silver lining blessing because look i mean when you've got like fetterman a guy that is is literally a walking like Dead monster, shit. and and we're being told that that's that's close. Carrie Lake, I mean, again, it's insane. Everyone, I mean, even the mainstream media, CNN was saying that that you know she was favored. You know, Tucker Carlson was having her on regularly. That that's a complete just. Uh, I mean, there's just no way to explain that. And even though that that seems like it's bad news, I, I think this is what it's going to take for the normies. You know, to join us, maybe, maybe, you know, 2022, this is their November 3rd, 2020 that woke us up two years ago. It's going to take something as shocking as what's going on in Arizona, uh, maybe to gain that, that last 10 to 15% that we need. I mean, that's, that's a good spin, but uh, you know, it's, it's hard to feel great about it right now. I I do, I do agree with that, but I also want to project this forward and not to Behazi's behest, but the 2024 cycle is going to be one of the most vicious we've ever seen. Because if Trump does announce on Tuesday, which he you know might might well do, he says he has a big announcement coming. This is going to be all hands on deck to avoid any type of <laughs> uh, making him the Republican nominee moving forward. And so, as much as I 
I want to say the normies could wake up. Oh, they're a month away from being lulled back to sleep with uh, the threats, with intimidation, with calls for conspiracy, with any bu- uh, amount of mainstream media saying that the election was fair and, and we need to move forward. I mean, we at this point, I, I don't know if the normies even want to wake up. You know, they have to make that choice. Even if we show them the evidence, they have to make that choice. Nah, man. What what we just saw in Maricopa County, where you had 20% of the machines rejecting ballots, that made national headlines. I mean, there. I don't think we've, after, after what just happened right now, I think a lot of normies are like, okay, so all these so-called crazy people have been saying we got to get rid of the machines. Well, look what just happened. Whether or not they flip votes, at the very least, they're unreliable, and nobody can argue with that. And and here we have the Secretary of State. Is Katie Hobbs running against Carrie Lake? And if and if she actually wins that election, then I don't think anybody is going to be able to, you know, except for a small percentage of people, be 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 able to sit there and tell us we're crazy for questioning the results. Yeah, I mean, well, this- I, I I have a perspective on this. So Carrie Lake was leading all these polls for weeks now. She, it could still happen, right? We don't have all the votes yet. They're not calling it. But let's just say these polls were inflating her numbers. And the whole plan was to get all these other Republicans to essentially align themselves with this conspiracy theorist. The plan the entire time. Is that my... Am I making sense here, or am I John Featherman? Well, you're you're making sense, but this is the. I mean, what you're doing is is cementing what the problem is. Is that uh, we're all trying to predict outcomes, but there's no there's no attachment to reality, right? Like, so you've got polling that no one trusts. I mean, and even Rasmussen says it's it, there's no point in doing polling in elections because of just the unreliability of the machines. You've got the Edison, which is just political. It's just theater. It's just numbers on a screen. They have no bearing in reality. So all of the metrics that we've been trained to rely on on election night. I mean, it's, it's weird just, you know, to, to hear people saying, Hey, look, uh, Oz is pulling closer. It makes me sick because it's like, where does your confidence come from? <laughs> I mean, why, why are you excited about Oz, you know, closing the gap? How do you know that's not the machine? Right. We, we don't have any basis for, for, reality and that's that's what these machines do is that we, there's no accuracy we're all kind of winging it well we we kind of thought that this person's popular and we 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 pretty much got a result that's consistent with our our feelings that's what we've been we we've been left to is just uh we've got a good sense that Carrie Lake should dominate and we're not seeing that now so all the traditional metrics that we've been using for the past 20 30 years um, I think we're, we're all finding out the, the hard reality that it's it's theater. Hmm. Well, um, real quick, I know uh, Karen and and Tony, you guys you guys have to go. I mean, we're on the East Coast, so it's getting pretty late, and it's a school night. Don't go so, to sleep. No, 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 no. We did that. We, we learned that. <laughs> yeah, stay up all yeah. night. Well, they already got. The, <laughs> they didn't even have to go to sleep this time. <laughs> I know. They, they did it right in front of guys- our eyes. That's I have to to take my daughter to school though tomorrow That's morning. We didn't even have to go to sleep for this. I know. If you guys lived in Florida, there's no school tomorrow because we're going to get a November hurricane. That's what I hear. More hurricanes. <laughs> Tony, before you go, anything you can update us on from your phone conversations that you were having? 
Uh, just my contacts, our lead out of Center County is as baffled as we are. She's her her Republican state house. It just makes no sense. The numbers make no sense. I'm I'm with Professor. I'm I'm processing. It's I'm tired. We had a long day. We've been fighting nonstop, and we just got to process this and pick up the ball tomorrow and figure out what we we have a a call with all our, our county leads tomorrow. We told them exactly what we'll do is we'll regroup in the morning on a zoom and we'll, we'll pick it up and figure out what to do. And that's, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Well, we know that you guys are going to fight this. And so I want to, uh, we've got 1100 people watching and I want to make sure they know where they can find you so they can get involved and, and help you guys out. Or, you know, um, even if you guys want to make a donation to audit the vote PA, if you don't live there, these are, these are the people that are going to be fighting this and leading the charge. So, we want to make sure we can uh, send everybody to support you. And so where are you guys at on social media and how can, how can they follow you? I'm, I'm like Steve Bannon right now. <laughs> we appreciate that. We are at Audit the Vote PA on every social media platform you could possibly be on. And you can make a donation on our website at AuditTheVotePA.com. We really appreciate all the support. Thank you. Thank okay. you, ladies. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Good night. Take care. Good night. Good night. Now, before everybody loses their minds, I want to say this one more time. <laughs> And, 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 and give you guys a little hopium is, like I said, you know, Arizona counts a little bit differently. CNN had listed Arizona as one of the states that's going to start off blue and then go red because of the way they tabulate. And we did see this in the primaries. We did see a little bit of an upset in the primaries. And so can Carrie Lake still close the gap? Absolutely. And we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, but if she doesn't, man, look, this is what I was thinking. I want it to go one way or the other. I want it to either be we have a clean, fair election and everything goes perfectly or they rig the hell out of it. And it's so obvious that it causes people to lose their minds and wakes up the entire country and, you know, people go ballistic over it. I don't want them to half ass you know, rig a couple races, you know, and, and people are like, oh, shucks. But we still got the majority, so we're just going to go back to sleep. Yeah, I think one thing, though, with the primary, where you know, I, I already forgotten the name of um, Terry Lake's primary opponent. It was the Pence-endorsed rhino that no one knew. But, but, but if memory serves, it was like a, a razor-thin margin. It was like, you know, a 46-45 type of split for, for most of – the day and we're looking at a 10 to 14 point lag unless something's changed in the past 20 minutes. Um, so it's going to take, it's going to take quite a bit more. And the other thing that's working against Kerry Lake is the, the, the court's decision to basically not give that extension for people that might've gotten sick of the 20% of the tabulators that shut down and just left the lines. So that that's something that, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, what impact that's going to have, it doesn't look like it really mattered in Pennsylvania based on what's going on there. But um, if you had Republicans that were sticking around or maybe want to come back, um, that's certainly not happening. Professor, I got a question for you. Uh, so uh, I was looking at Arizona and I, I, you know, we were discussing this a little bit earlier, but to me, Arizona could be like the, the laboratory, if you will, for uh, what clean elections could really do. Uh, yeah. Me, I, I still believe Kerry Lake's going to pull this off tonight, and I'm, I'm hoping for Mark Fincham and and some other things. But the the uh, I believe that if Arizona uh, has that occur and they go to a watermark ballot and they they really shore up elections, I think we're going to find out how purple Arizona is not. 
And I'm wondering what your thoughts are in terms of how does that play out in in terms of the rest of America? Do you think that helps wake people up? Well, I, I was I was thinking if I was Trump, you know, there's a reason why he's he's visited Michigan and Arizona and Pennsylvania and, and a lot of these places. Um, you know, I, I thought the way that you would combat Kerry Lake is still have the machines work, but have an outcome where it's really, really close. You know, a 51, 49 percent thing. It was much closer than we would have thought. And then the person that doesn't get over the hurdle would be Fincham. So if you're going to have a concession or a contingency plan, let's just give it to Lake because you're going to have a riot or ma- massive protest, and we're just going to have to let we're just going to have to let this one go. Right. But you you maintain control of the apparatus to the to the Secretary of State office. That might have been something where you could have weathered this and in, in given yourself an opportunity to fight, you know, in 2024 because you're still mastering that office. Um, but I, you know, it's one of those things where. It's just hard to say at this point. Um, Michigan's another place where you have Matt DiPerno. And I think what, what Trump was looking for are your law and order types, people that at least in a few of these swing states, if you get a good AG, if you get the right governor, if you get a secretary of state, basically what you do is the, you have the opportunity to do a real postmortem. And we've all been deprived of a real postmortem. Even Maricopa County's audit, for many respects, was was just – it just wasn't what it was marketed to be. We didn't get the goods from from that audit. We got theater. Um, and I think Carrie Lake, if, if she comes through with it, is someone who's promising real reforms, and she would have the bully pulpit to do that. Uh, with Mark Fincham, you'd have all kinds of wonderful things that he's been talking about on the campaign trail all year, and he could implement them. Um, and, and I think that's what Trump's been looking for in a Michigan, in an Arizona. Um so I don't know right now. It's just I, I, we can keep our fingers crossed and still, um, you know, there's still time in the night, but it's hard to say. Aaron, do you think that canvassing could be a tool utilized effectively? I mean, it, obviously it helped in Arizona after 2020, but nothing really came of it. Do you think even now it could be used effectively? I do. And it's the thing that the left fears the most by far when we did our audit in Otero County they didn't give us death threats for uh, counting the ballots or um, getting the, you know, the, the cast vote record. We got death threats for canvassing and we had uh, people, they had to create situations that never occurred and blow them up. And the secretary of state got involved. Congress got involved. That's how afraid they are of canvassing. And I think it is the easiest way to prove the fraud because if you go to a door and say did you vote and they say no i didn't but the vote was cast in their name or you know all the different things that can come of that you've just converted the person you're talking to you have your canvassing team of you know 60 or 100 people in a county and and they're going around converting people and so i think it's it is probably the strongest tool is the easiest to implement all you need is voter rolls and volunteers so, yeah, I do think it is um, very, very powerful. And, and that's the same thing. I mean, this isn't something new. One of the revelations from that old uh, Clint Curtis video where he's testifying back in 2004 and he talked about the 5149 algorithm that he created when he was asked and they followed up, how could you how could you catch this? Could you could you catch it by just looking at you know the machine pro- reports? He said, no, you either have to get the source code. Or you have to basically do, you know, have have the hard receipts, which would, you'd get from a canvas. And the two things that we 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 know we're not going to get 
as long as we have these criminals, is the source code, which would prove us right about all the machine stuff and what they can do, and the canvas. And, and, and they've made it to where, you know, they're, they're having special sessions and new legislative sessions where they're, they're basically making those items illegal to get them. You look at all of the new election bills every year. They're basically making, uh, they're changing them. Michigan, I just saw, there's no way you're going to get source code. There's no way that you're going to be able to do a canvas. They're, they're basically going to strip that out of your toolbox. You're going to make it illegal. Um, so it's almost as if uh, Dominion has their, their reps that show up or listen to your podcast, right? Hmm. Like that, they're figuring out how we're screwing people out of their votes. We got to make that illegal. We got to make that illegal. They, they never understood or never thought that we would make sense of the cast vote record. I mean, because when you just look at the cast vote record, it's just a text file. It, it doesn't come alive until you put it in an Excel sheet and it, and it gives you a picture. But as soon as it gives you that picture, it tells you so much. So now what do they do? They're, they're pretending that they've never heard of the cast vote record. They're changing it and they're making that illegal to acquire. Yep. We, we saw this this random Halderman report. J. Alex Halderman, he came out and said that there's uh, some sort of Dominion has set it up in such a way that the cast vote records are vulnerable that if anybody gets a hold of them, they can actually figure out um, who voted or who they voted for, who the the ballot belongs to, right? Yeah, I think he's just saying the order of the votes. And if you have the poll books, you can figure out who cast them. Right. And, And you have to visually see it too, don't you? I, we, we were yeah. talking about this. I think you have to visually watch them cast the ballot and timestamp that exactly. Yeah, you. Yeah, or you get off. I mean, if you have the the poll book and you have, if it's not too crowded and people are voting every five minutes, you can match them up. But if it got crowded, mm-hmm. you could get them mixed up. But yeah. But I found it interesting that they put that out there. You know, as people are are, you know, Michael Lindell put a call to action to get all the cast vote records, and we got a large, large portion of them across the country. And, you know, people like Jeff O'Donnell and Lady Draza were, you know, these people were analyzing them and finding exactly how they committed the fraud. And, and I mean, conveniently for them, they put this Halderman report out there and kind of demonized people that want to get a hold of the cast vote records just before the midterms. And they said, well, Dominion can patch this, but they're not going to have time to do that before the election. So these cast vote records are going to be vulnerable, and I guarantee that a lot of people are going to get pushback when they try to get them from from the 2022 election. Yeah, and I think that was completely uh, configured. Like yeah. I think I think that was intentional. Well, Something, oh, a way to fight back against that is say, "Well, give me the cast vote record, and then take out the column with the record ID in it, so that." I don't know how to unscramble it. And what we're seeing in most places is that all of the machine manipulation is happening in the absentee ballots anyway, which don't even have the, the, the record is meaningless anyway, because they come in randomly in the mail. So those aren't, those don't have those generated IDs. So, I mean, you could, I would fight back against that if they, yeah. there's still ways. The, the other thing that they're doing is they're, they're creating a kind of a legal fiction where they're 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 basically breaking down the CVR and giving you raw data that in and of itself doesn't give you what the cash vote record does, and they're claiming that that satisfies the, the public records request. And so it's not anything. I mean, the, the beauty of the CVR is that it only makes sense in when you look at the data points in relationship to one another because it's it's the timing of the votes being cast that gives you 
uh, insight whether or not there's an algorithm being deployed or whether you have ballot stuffing. So now they're just giving you something and they're calling it, you know, raw data from the CVR file. And, and, um, and it, it looks like it's, it's satisfactory just from, from if you're just reading legalese that, that a lawyer drafted from a county. And, and if you're not really aggressive in trying to say, no, that's not what a cast vote record, no, that doesn't comply with the Public Records Act, um, it's, it's easy to feel like, look, I tried. And a lot of people that have put in requests are, are saying, look, we've tried, but they're, they're, they're telling us that, you know, either we don't know what you're talking about, we don't have them, or they're giving them something that's just not a CVR. Um, so they're adapting. They're, there's counter strategies to, to everything that we do. We're going back and forth. Right. Wanted, there, oh, go ahead, Nick. Real quick, Marcus, I wanted to add before we um, change subject. You know, we talked about the canvas. We talked about the source code, um, cast vote record. Another thing that they really don't want you to 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 get is a verification of the ballot envelope signatures. That's one of the things that we saw massive pushback on, and almost. Yeah. I mean, nobody would do that. And even Arizona, the Republican, um, Karen Finch, she agreed with the Democrats not to do that in, in part of a litigation before the audit ever even came about. And you got to wonder why. So I'm sorry, Marcus, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the cast vote records that we were just talking about, that they end it with litigation. <laughs> Everything that they cap their... Uh, investigations off of is litigation they'll say all right well we're going to take you to court because at that point they're going to siphon your your finances and you're not going to be able to continue uh fighting for those cast vote records they're going to say well they're going to play play the dumb game they'll continue to push it off like brian i know you've had uh open records requests out there for weeks and weeks when it should have been a like a turnaround of maybe three or four days that you still haven't gotten Yep. So at that point, they're they're obviously doing it intentionally, and then if you get to a point where they're actually you're actually threatening them, they'll say, "All right, well now we're going to put you into litigation." And this is, I mean, they're not hiding that. Mark Elias has been tweeting about that almost every day, saying that you know just the other day there was ten different uh, court rulings on election results on election laws that were you know my, some minor, some major, but all of them he said wins for voters. He said that on MSNBC. He said they were wins for voters. You know, but this is what you were talking about, uh, David. Is is the is the narrative? They just switch the language. They just say, "All right, we're going to take those words and use it as our own." When we when you don't find out what we're trying to do, and all of a sudden now we we look like we're on the defensive, and they're attacking from the from the argument that we need to be using against them. Yes. Did you know that the NIST guidance on the cast vote record, because it's theoretically supposed to be like a, a standardized type file? It says in there that the intended audience is the public. <laughs> so by Dominion saying we're going to hide this, the whole point of it in the first place was so that a regular person could get it and check it, check their election quickly. Yeah. And it really helps give, you know, we've learned so much about what to do in an audit and what not to do. And the cast vote record really is the most efficient way to target where to look. I mean, as, as Aaron pointed out, a lot of the cheating is going on in the APSD ballots. And if you can confirm that through the cast vote record, you're not going to spend the time that we did where we scanned. You know, we, we actually physically touched 25,000 paper ballots in Otero County. Um, had we known that we could have focused just on the, uh, the mail-in ballots, that would have been a much more efficient audit. 
Uh, you know, this is, it, it really gives you answers and you can get answers within 48 hours. And the reason why that's critical is that you usually have five to seven days uh, of a time period after your election for your canvassing boards to certify them. Well, all of the information that they would need to make a meaningful decision on whether to certify results is being withheld from them. So we had a commissioner by the name of Jay Block who was on the ballot. He ran for governor and he demanded the cast vote record. They withheld that from him for 45 days. So by the time he gets it back, it doesn't matter. They've already certified the election results for the primary. Uh, Coy Griffin was in the same position. So, um, this is this, you know, people need to, to really come up to speed with the idea that the people that are writing the, the election code is not the legislature. Yeah. It's Dominion. It's ESNS. It's a special interest group. Yeah. And and they're the ones that are writing it. So if, if it feels like you're, you're fighting with your hands tied behind your backs, well, that's the reason why. A couple updates right now. Oregon, 62% in. Kotec has a 2% lead over Drazen. Just over a million votes between the two of them. Uh, New Mexico, uh, Lujan Grisham has a 7% lead over Ron Chetty at 81% reporting. Um, in Texas, we already talked about that. Minnesota, unfortunately, Neil, uh, right now they're calling that for Walls with a 14% lead, 63% reported. I don't know how that's even possible. Uh, he's got over 900,000 votes. Uh, at 63% reporting, and Jensen, uh, <laughs> by all intents and purposes, had, an, had a massive ground game, just like Mastriano did in Pennsylvania. Whitmer right now at 47% reporting has a five-point lead over Tudor Dixon in Michigan. And uh, in Arizona, it has not moved at all. And as, as far as I've seen in the last hour, 51% reporting, Hobbs still has a 13.3% lead over Lake. So they just called it quits. Uh, good night. Uh, the, I've seen 51% for at least an hour. Probably. By the way, um, as far as Gretchen Whitmer, uh, apparently she's the projected winner right now, but Tudor Dixon okay. has announced that she's not conceding. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're being oh. serious or are you joking? No, I'm serious. <laughs> Who's protecting her as the winner with 47% of the vote in and a four? And a five. Give me bad news. Give me good news from now on. Oh, I'm I'm going off I'm going off Telegram posts, man. Okay, oh, okay. so okay. let's take that with a grain of salt. It's four and a half percent with 47 percent of the vote in. All right, all right, all right, man. I'm just going off some Telegram There's posts. No man. way, dude. No way. Ken yeah. Paxton won Attorney General. Oh, and great news. Amazing news, guys. If you want another morale boost, okay, everybody sit sit up in your chairs. Here comes okay? the House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy has won re-election, oh. defeating a lone shot Democratic oh, challenger in the race for California's 20th district. So now we've got Brian Kemp, uh. Kevin McCarthy, the red wave, the bloodbath is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I want to make sure I don't miss this rumble rant from Brenda Rip. I missed a couple guys. Sorry. Uh, I've been looking at the show. Anyways, whatever happened to that special master and the routers of Maricopa? Never heard results. Man, do we want to go there? We got the results, guys, but it was basically like a game between uh, the the people that were hand-selected and the special master and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. It was like they had a tin can with a string attached to another tin can, and they said, hey, was there any fraud? And then... 
the the board of supervisors said no there was no fraud and they said okay thanks and then they came up with a report so that's how that went yeah yeah i lost a lot of friends over over that uh report because like you all i mean i remember yeah. going on these live streams with you just promoting let's get let's get the goods yeah. and a lot of promises were made about the maricopa report when we got it you know and, and the things that bothered me were actually much more simple than some of the more technical stuff. I mean, stuff like if, if you're afraid to use the, the word fraud in the report, you won't find the word fraud. So how in the world can you advocate for decertification right. if your your authors won't even use the word? Right. It's that kind of stuff that would just drive me crazy. And I talked to, to Doug Logan about much of the stuff that was in there. And, um, you know, and then all the stuff that we talked about – Splunk logs, routers, everything else, and it's not to say that that um, you know they were going to get them anyway because we actually demanded a lot of stuff in Otero, and we were threatened with criminal prosecution if we if we accessed it. But but the difference is is that they didn't pursue it. We pursued those items right. for whatever reason they didn't pursue them. And if someone's going to say no, we're not going to give you what you're pursuing as the audit team. You get to say you fail. You fail the audit. Like on this area, we don't have to guess about what the routers would have shown us. The fact is that right. you're not giving it to us, and we're the audit team. Yeah, that's such a great point. It's the language. And honestly, I think that was the turning point for a lot of normie Americans because it was earth-shattering, groundbreaking news. You know, we're gonna This is going to be uh, an earthquake of information coming out in this audit. And I remember talking about that with my wife. And you know, it was amazing information that the team, you know, Cyber Ninjas had brought forth. Uh, I mean, even the, the videos being deleted right the day before the audit by people on camera that they caught. Uh, I mean, it, it was just amazing. And then all of a sudden, weeks will go by. It gets politicized. They have Senate hearings in Arizona, and it goes away. And I think people at that point just started to lose hope because they're like, if this audit that was supposed to be done with $9 million of our money that they said we couldn't do because they didn't want to pay for it with taxpayer dollars is not going to solidify the fraud. Then I'm just going to go back to my normal life again. Yeah. Well, Man. you know, I'm actually really enthusiastic now because I just thought of something. <laughs> we don't get to see Bertovich ever again. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Also, I have, I have a point I'm really thinking about here. So Kemp, widely unpopular amongst the election deniers, but Brian Camp, man, aren't you excited? That's part of a red wave. Camp, <laughs> 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 McCarthy, Raffensperger. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so. Taking the power back. So it's funny because, look, people are seeing the, the lockdowns that happened. People saw the uh, the inflation, the gas prices, and that's coming from a federal level. So wouldn't there be more optimism to vote for Herschel Walker and also Kemp? I don't know a single person in Georgia that would vote for Kemp and then choose a sat- sat- satanic pastor, abortion-believing uh, man in uh, Raphael Warnock. So how is that working? Does anyone give uh, have an yeah. understanding of what's happening? Well, yeah, man, he's crushing right now. He's up 12,000 votes with 91% reporting. He's only up 0.3%. He's I mean, going to make a runoff, or he's going to have to go to a runoff. Yeah, Professor, yeah, did you did you um did you read the uh the Georgia Supreme Court ruling that I actually had Trump retruthed or truthed out my article on that um, in Georgia? I, I I 
perused it. Okay, <laughs> I, remember, so, I remember seeing you post it. I think I reposted. I, it was an attaboy. It was yeah, proud of you for forgetting the the, the retruthing of of the. Well, it wasn't even retruth. He actually truthed that. Or, or he was the origin oh. origin of it, which is even more flattering because that means he was reading it and was like, "Oh, this is good. Let me put this out there." Um. So, so the Georgia, the Georgia Supreme Court thing basically says that it gave, uh, individuals, uh, standing to, uh, sue without individual injury, which is, ex- so in Garland, when, when they dismissed Garland Favorito's case randomly, they literally cited the sons of the Confederate veterans. They cited that case and the appeals decision on that case. Well, the Supreme Court in Georgia said this, the appeals court was completely wrong, flipped it. And so now the, the, the decision, that the the opinion that was used to dismiss Garland's case is null and void. The the Georgia Supreme Court overturned that opinion. So now that's a huge step forward for Georgia, especially because, you know, I think if they can get their hands on some of the ballots and, you know, one of the people I was talking to that's that's doing the research that you guys all know, um, I told him, I was like, so if, if Kemp and Raffensperger and everybody else, Herschel Walker, Marjorie, if everybody wins, are you guys still going to try and get your hands on ballots from this election? They're like, absolutely. I was like, okay, good, good. Because, you know, we, we got to make sure that we get this counted because Georgia, I think is one of the places where the, it's machine manipulation. Yes. And if we can get our hands on that now, I, I, I don't know. I feel like th- we, we have a whole fresh slate. Now we have a brand new election. I, I'm a little bit confident that they're going to be able to use that ruling in the Georgia Supreme court and go like, hit the ground running tomorrow morning or well, maybe Thursday, whenever they're done counting the votes. Well, we need, we need, we need new case law in, in general on standing. It's one of the most fundamentally misunderstood doctrines that are out there. And and this bothers me on so many levels because I used to teach this. I actually used to be a law professor, not anymore. I'm just, uh, you know, uh, an unemployed something, but I used to teach this <laughs> and, and what people need to realize is, you know, standing, what, what is the appropriate way that it's supposed to be utilized? I mean, a lot of people, I would give them the example of Obamacare back in, in, you know, 2010, a lot of people that were business owners, if they got, uh, if, you know, once that ruling was out there, they wanted to sue and they said, I've been harmed. My business harmed. I, I've got to figure out if I'm going to have 40 employees or 100. And their cases were being dismissed for a lack of standing because the court said, you've got a political remedy. You just don't like the outcome, but you can vote the bums out of office. And because you have a political remedy to vote the bums out of office, it's not appropriate for us to make a, a decision on this. That's They're saying your harm was generalized because it was because you have a political remedy. They're applying that same doctrine to the realm of elections. But the very the very tool that you would normally have to vote bums out of office are the machines. And we're, and we're questioning whether or not these machines are reliable. So we're being deprived of the political remedy. The, the standing doctrine has no place whatsoever when we talk about elections. And, and that's something that, for whatever reason, it's not discussed, it's not talked about, but it, it's, it really, it's... Um, it's one of the most frustrating things out there is because we're applying something that's just not, it's not equipped to deal with the issue that's before us. Well, hopefully hopefully now we've got some clarification on it. Sorry. No, no. I, I think, I think what would be great is if, you know, if you have challenges and it goes all the way up to the Supreme court and, and, you know, through some miracle, you know, Clarence Thomas is watching this podcast and says, you know, I think I agree 
with what we're saying right now is that standing, you know, as long as there's not a political remedy because we have no trust in the machinery of elections itself, you can't say that it's a generalized harm. It's it's as concrete and particularized a harm as you can experience. So um, there needs to be a whole new body of law. And maybe Garland's case will, will you know, go, go all the way up to the Supreme Court at some point um, if someone wanted to challenge what happened um, at the at the latest stage. They could certainly do that. I don't think they will. But it would be great to have a new body of law there. Two, two things, uh, Marcus. You're going to love this. I saw uh, Ben Shapiro, in all his wisdom, tweeted out. Look at that. I was just going to talk about him. I can't stand that guy. Quality matter. <laughs> Okay, I'm Shut so up. sick of that crap. Oh, okay. Uh, honestly, uh, th- we Shut had up, Kanye. A- <laughs> yes, uh, Blake Masters is a great candidate. I mean, he campaigns well. Uh, he does well in front of the group. Doug Mastriano. The media may attack him, but man, he is very credible, believable. When you see him, uh, he he uh, brings out good crowds, and they love him. I'm so tired of these rhino, weak-kneed, freaking conservatives who want to just be part of the Washington establishment running around talking about quality candidates. The other thing, George, in all his wisdom, I got to give you this one. I saw your tweet reply to Tim Swain over, here's, here's here's winning, guys. Breaking, Ohio voters have overwhelmingly approved a proposed constitutional amendment that prohibits people who are not U.S. citizens from voting in local elections. Huge win for Ohio. (laughs) They don't need a constitutional amendment, you idiot. I'll put that there. For what the original Constitution already says. Yeah. So this is like. This isn't what. So these are wins. Did that ballot measure pass in Michigan? Did it pass to, you know, basically institutionalize elections around fraud for the rest of time immemorial? Neil, I know that you're being sarcastic, but I mean, I think that's like what Alabama, like having a a vote to reaffirm and recognize the Second Amendment, like in Alabama. And like we could all allow that as as a victory for the right. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Georgia, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and David, to your point earlier, when you were talking about private entities, they're not elected, they're being paid, uh, they're literally private companies, talking about specifically Dominion going into these uh, states, elections uh, bureaus and saying, all right, we're going to run your elections. Nick, I don't know if you could see that video I just posted, but I want to play this because this is from the uh, director of Elections Day and emergency voting. Their Dominion personnel who were at the elections department able to move about freely. Can you speak to that? Because that's another thing that I've heard about. Yes, there were Dominion employees working in our tabulation center. And I equate Dominion, they are the subject matter experts. I value that partnership, this contractual relationship, and that is the case with Dominion. These individuals know the software better than us. Um, we they train our employees through the through the contractual relationship. We rely on their expertise to ensure that we have a we can provide a accurate, reliable election for Maricopa County voters. We rely on the best in class, the subject matter experts, to do the work here in. 
Phoenix. We look at Phoenix Sky Harbor, right? The city of Phoenix open our owns the, the airport, but we don't have city of Phoenix employees flying planes, right? We have these private companies that bring in their planes. They hire the pilots. They hire the experts to fly. We as passengers trust that these experts are going to get us to our destination safely. I mean, that that's straight from, that's from the, obviously the 2020 election, okay. but that's, you know what the problem with that is? Okay, if I get in a pi- in a plane with a pilot and the pilot freaking crashes the plane, guess what? He dies. Okay, if you have a corrupt agency that is benefiting from partnerships with the government and is able to profit off that, then they profit and you lose. It is not a comparison. What an idiot. Well, Neil... To be fair, I, I think if, if we are going to apply, you know, the propaganda tools that are at our disposal, the plane didn't crash. It was a, it was a very uncomfortable landing. <laughs> it's like a peaceful protest, a very uncomfortable landing. Error, it's human error, you know. It's definitely human error. I mean, come on. No, what's, what's, uh, Terrible about this is that in in normal court proceedings, in, in the the thing that the fiction that's been you know raised the most uh, with Dominion is you can't look at the source code because of the prop, prop, proprietary interest that we have. It's gonna the intellectual property value would be, would be diminished. It's a freaking machine. When when I used to teach intellectual property. I, I, I would just scratch my head because I'm sitting there going, people sue each other in the realm of intellectual property every day. So, like, how in the world can we, you know, resolve disputes in other court proceedings where someone says, that was my idea. I invented that, not you. And and the way that you typically do it is through an in-camera hearing. It's just a private hearing. It's still on the record, but the record's sealed. And you have an expert, you know, Dominion, right? And you'd have an independent expert. And they would basically go back and forth until the judge had to render a decision. And you'd have the party sign a non-disclosure agreement. So if you ran afoul of that, you could get thrown in jail for contempt and, and you know, be fined out of existence. And that works in, in intellectual property. That works. It's the best we've got. So why not have that? Especially in light of Dominion suing people for $1.3 billion. You'd think that let's just have the in-camera hearing. Let's have the non-disclosure agreement signed and put this to rest. We're going to put the nail in Mike Lindell. We're going to put it in Sidney Powell. We're going to end this debate. And the reason why they won't subject themselves to, to an in-camera hearing is because the court cannot facilitate fraud. So if an independent expert takes a look at the source code and says, you know, this does facilitate fraud, these machines are vulnerable, then the non-disclosure agreement is non-binding. It's not enforceable. And that's why Dominion's never going to do that. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where that, that gentleman who wants to just trust the expert, we've listened to our partners at Dominion. They've never had an independent expert look at the source code along with their experts. It's just Dominion telling them what they need to hear. Um, and that's another problem. 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com because we we've been telling clerks that they can withhold certification at the county level and why do we we say that they can do that most election codes across the country about 42 days out the clerks are tasked with legally inspecting and certifying the machines for use before you use them well don't you think that to inspect something you might have to understand how the machines work you know, uh, do the, have the clerks evaluate the source code? Of course not, right? But they're the ones that are basically saying, look, let's go ahead and use these machines, even though 20% of them didn't work today. I mean, that's where we're at right now. 
Yeah, I, I just, you know, I got a friend, he's a he's a computer programmer, and I just talked to him about all that, because, you know, seriously, I, they talk about this code, it really, it's like an adding machine. I mean, this is like scoring Iowa basics tests from school. I mean, this is the simplest piece of crap equipment, you know, it, there's nothing to it. I mean, what, what kind of intellectual property is there? There, there isn't anything. It, it's just stupid. Anyways, I just... <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I don't know about all of you, but I'm ready for Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, what man. did they say? Didn't they say that they, uh, Ronna McDaniel, she says that they, they are pledging to work with Biden when they retake the House. So you got to, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, McCarthy, he doesn't want to appear like hip, a hypocrite and, you know, impeach Joe Biden or, or Secretary Mayorkas because here they impeached uh, Trump twice. And they don't want to just, you know, turn the tables, flip the script and do the same thing that they were critical of them for. Right. McCarthy, he's already come out and said this. And this is most likely, I hate to say this, going to be the House speaker. You know, and and the reason I say that is because, listen, man, everybody says Gates, Trump, but the Democrats, hey, share my screen. The Democrats get to vote on who's the House speaker. Wait, yeah, man, they would they would sabotage Gates. Um, Jim Jordan, but um, go ahead, CanCon. Dude, like I've done two of these polls now, and I granted 415 people is not a lot of people, but when you're on an echo chamber like Truth Social, and you can't get one single vote for Kevin McCarthy for the speaker, and the other one is this poll right here. Oh wait, I gotta go back one. Is this poll? Just flat out, would you like to see him as the speaker? Three hundred votes, two eighty-seven, and zero uh, percent. Yes, not even a couple trolls. Usually, there's one like percent of people just want to be a jerk. They got to be unique. They got to be different. But man, hey, what are you talking about me for? They're, they're, they're put him you know you suck spot. when even the trolls don't want you. They're going to put him in the speaker spot, and nobody wants it. Nobody wants it. Promise me that next time we do this, that we all will get Kevin McCarthy T-shirts with his head, and we'll just we'll just represent our love for Kevin McCarthy. Clearly, we man, clearly we love that guy. He's, he, he's our fearless leader. God, I hate that man. I, Mitch McConnell, though, that's the guy. I mean, I mean, I, Kevin McCarthy may be bad, but Mitch McConnell, yeah. I mean, Guy who will pour all the money against Chewbacca in Alaska instead of giving it to an actual race like Arizona or something that's important. What a jerk! Well, you know that's too bad that Mitch wasn't on the ballot this this election cycle because then it would have been the ultimate red wave. Mitch McConnell would have been surfing on the red wave. That's how powerful. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'd be I'd be standing up in my seat for that one. Hey, here's (laughs) some good news. Um, please, Carroll please, County, for the love of God. Yeah. Carroll County, Maryland school board flipped from blue to red. <laughs> no, no, no. That's actually good news, though. That's that's actually big news. I mean, any school board that flips is a positive step. Because one yeah, thing yeah. people don't understand is this has been in the works for a long time. Just not only, you know, the, the different uh, machinations uh, with electioneering, you know, like we, we see outside of polling places in Philadelphia, but but the the schools have been corrupted for so many years now, and it has destroyed. I mean, when you have 
people thinking that men can get pregnant and all this kind of stupidity and they're that mentally deranged. I mean, we have real problems. I mean, and, and, you know, as, as much as I would like to think that nobody thinks that way, you know, I go down the twin cities and I'm like, and I'm even up in Hibbing at my polling place and people have got, you know, they're, yeah. I mean, coming to the polling place wearing masks i mean you've outed yourself as a as a uh as a uh, lefty when you wear a mask neil I'll, do you do you live outside the twin cities yeah i live way up in northern minnesota hibbing minnesota we've got actually just quick little note i, I mentioned this to the guys but we are the last time our area voted for a senate candidate that was a republican was 1948 and our guy up here is going to win for a minnesota state senate so i i, I take a look at Aaron and I have visited the Twin Cities before, and we saw all of the woke signs on so many people's yards. And I couldn't help but think that it was just really smart, like rich white people thinking, maybe someone won't burn down my house if I've got these signs out front. That That's the way that I read read it. Because <laughs> and, and, and I used to, it's whacked, okay? When, when I waited tables down in the Twin Cities, I waited tables at this one restaurant, and it was like, me and this one other guy were the only non-homosexual wait staff there. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> it's weird. I, I don't know. Cities is weird, isn't it, Marcus? I mean, I'm in on. the heart. I'm in the heart of the heart of the blue. I'm like right in the. I'm I am in the left ventricle of the blue. And, <laughs> and uh, your your assessment is true, David. <laughs> There's even do outside the. Do you live behind the wall that was? struck by lightning that once bared George Floyd's face. Is that where you live? Oh, oh no, I mean, that the, wasn't an act of God. <laughs> you know, what's funny. A quick story. When they, uh, when the Lutheran church voted the day they were um, going to allow uh, homosexuals to become priests and priestesses, there was a, a literal tornado that ripped through my, the city yeah. and turned the, the, the Lutheran cross that was on top of their church upside down. And it went right over my house, and I was in the house at the time. Wow! And wow. we hadn't we hadn't had a tornado in our area for sixty years. Wow. And what was the vote total, too, Marcus? You no, gotta, I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, it was exactly six six six. Was it really? No, I'm totally serious. So you know, the vote total was six six six. They're homosexual clergy. All of a sudden, and the tornado appeared right over Minneapolis. Do you know big? Tornadoes don't rip through big cities. I don't yeah. know what it is. There's something with the air, you know, like going actually through a big city. This thing formed, bends the steeple, no joke, bends the cross on the church. And, you know, and I think which pastor was it? The One of the the one of the pastors in the Twin Cities said, basically, this is a sign from God. And everybody goes off and like, yeah. oh, hater, you hater. That was John Piper. I think we were living, we were living in the Twin Cities around that time. So I remember that. Yeah. Real quick, guys, I, I got a, another Rumble rant from Jonathan C. Tay. Jonathan's the man, by the way. Everybody knows him. He says, the experts for elections should be lawmakers, not voting machine makers. It's a constitutional process, not a technical process. Okay? Well said. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I think we've got so much momentum uh, away from digitized elections right now. And I think we've got to utilize it so... Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting tuckered out here, and there's not a lot happening. But I do no, want to get. I'll give you one thing really quick, Nick. This is not a good sign. Right now, the House is Republicans plus one. Mm. Hold on. Yeah, what? 
Hold on. It gets worse. Yeah, this is in Ohio. In Ohio, I'm going to give you something. These are these are these were races that just didn't even uh, seem. The 13th and first districts in Ohio have been projected for Democrats. Now, I I don't know how much you follow all this stuff, but those those were absolutely no way that anybody saw those going Democrat. How easy Red is it going to be? Red wave, baby. But we got Brian Kemp. We listen. How easy is it going to be for that? Listen, How easy man. is it going to be for them to whip two or three votes in the House if it is the plus one? I mean, that's that's like you dangle a couple bucks out there. You're good to go. But the Senate, I don't know about the Senate. Because right now, Arizona moved a whopping 1%. Masters is still down 17%. Uh, Kerry Lake is down 13% still. And the biggest one, I think, this is, I don't even want to say it, but it's uh, Fontes is up 18%. Oh, my God. And we know yeah, Blake got... Masters is getting tr- uh, trashed right now. It's not looking good for Arizona, guys, but uh, I will We're say. We're not going to find out tonight. CNN told us it's going to go from blue to red. And <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to I don't think we're gonna have results well, officially uh, reported CBS, until Friday. CBS moved the Senate race from toss-up to uh, Masters. No, from no, like no way. their prediction. I, I don't know what they moved that uh, to lean uh, Democrat. Okay, I got another rumble rumble rant real quick. Denise Ann, in my county in Missouri, Green, we have we have to have a bipartisan team check in every person and make sure no shady business is going on. We are not perfect, but much better than most. You know, yeah. as we as we heard from uh, audit the vote PA ladies, I think it was Bear County. You know, Tony was saying that the way that they tabulate mail-in votes, uh, she feels very confident and comfortable with it, and it's a much more secure process. But, you know, we know that they, they, they target these specific areas, uh, you know, Allegheny, Philadelphia. And so uh, depending on where you live, it's a, it's a totally different totally different story, you know, so yeah. – Let's uh, let's get the Clemenses out of here. You guys have been so gracious with your time. What? Any final words from either of you that you'd like to impart to the audience? You go, Ben. You go. Oh, all right. She, she's telling me. I, I will. Um, you know, I, I think that this is we've been we've been dominating the court of public opinion. Something that I've been saying. It, it's really easy because the facts really are, are on our side. What what we're not dominating are you know institutions that are absolutely corrupt. And, um, you know, the only way that's going to change is if the culture continues to come along with us. And so um, the Kerry Lake thing, I mean, I want a victory there. We just we just we want some inroads. But I'm telling you right now, mark my words, if she doesn't get reported as the winner, that that, that might be the biggest um, wake up call for the country. Um, and if that's what it's going to take. Uh, as long as we don't squander it, as long as we don't have Brnovich and Nunchuck fights, if, as long as we don't have feckless people um, looking at it. But this really comes down to we, the people, showing up at the county level. And so I'm going to do a shameless plug for something that I've been um, doing for the past cal- uh, past calendar year, which is we have to get in front of commissioners and town councils whoever locally administers your elections and whoever locally certifies the post-election results. And we have to demand that they withhold certification have to, uh, because people, you know, fail to realize this, that the secretary of state, while 
This person is the chief elections officer. Normally what they're doing is they're just sending authorized forms or certificates. And people down in the precinct level are, are called to certify that their precinct is legit. What happens if we, the people, start saying, no, I'm, I'm just not going to certify this precinct based on this garbage? I mean, and it's going to take that. And, and at that point, what do they have to lose? We're not talking about congressmen. We're not talking about, uh, you know, a governor. We're not talking about Fox News covering this. We're talking about we, the people, that are, that are reclaiming the voice of a neighborhood, a precinct, a county. And, and so I just hope that for the people that are watching this that are uh, despondent or depressed, what are you going to do about it? It's the question. I mean, we, we have to be tough. And so I just hope that people will do minimal research on who administers your election that you get there. Because like in New Mexico, the, the, the travesty of our 60-40 blowout win for Democrats across the state is that this was done on machines that we know are not certified, that violate the law right now. They have been for years. And unless people show up, Locally, why would we expect there to be any change? So, um, you know, so just get get busy, get active. I think this is the beginning for many people. Yeah, I, um, I wish we could tap out, but um, I think this is just the start. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, before you guys take off, where can people follow you, and where can they? Because I mean, you guys are putting out a lot of calls to action to get people involved in in to show up uh, in front of their commissioners. So, where yeah. can they follow you? Well, today's the first day that I saw a gain on Telegram, like for the past year. I've been losing like a percent <laughs> drop every day. So I'm, I'm going to give them a plug on Telegram for the first time in a while. The professor's record. Uh, look for one with about 100,000 subscribers because there's about 15 to 20 impersonator accounts. And you can find me on Truth at Professor David Clements. Um, and Gab. I want to put out a plug for Gab as well, um, the professor's record. And um, Aaron, you run the New Mexico Audit Force yes. Telegram? Yeah, that's our local New Mexico channel. Um, and he shares a lot of stuff that I put up on his channel also. So you can actually find my channel through his. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on and uh, – it, once you guys get out of here, we're going to wrap this whole thing up pretty shortly. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'd, I'd love to have you guys back. I think we got a lot to process and we got a lot to sift through and see what, what the hell happened. Um, and we'll have a lot to talk about over the coming days. So we'll hopefully be able to get together some more. Thank you so much. It, just real, really quick, Nick, uh, CanCon, Marcus, Neil, George, George, you in particular, get your head up, son. You look, you look so sad. Or we're just, I mean, uh, I could tell you right now, everyone here has, has been through the refiner's fire and, and uh, since November 3rd, 2020. And it's so cool that right now we're, we're even though this is depressing stuff, that everyone's knowledge base has grown and, it's just great that it's the same it's the same warriors that and no one's no one's tapped out. So um we look to Nick, we look to CanCon, we look to, to George, we look to Neil. Uh Neil, you've got the best screenshots of anyone um on YouTube. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Um even better than yours, Nick. <laughs> and uh it's it's just really cool that we're on with you all tonight because um we we look to your reports and they really, they really help us get the word out. So um, thank you so much for just being partners with us through all of this. Well, yeah. Thank likewise. You yep. Thank you guys. All right. God bless. Champions.
champions. Yeah. You too. Okay. I mean, yeah, those guys. Are- All right. Back to being depressed, man. Nah, man. Listen. <laughs> listen. We listen. I, I think that what's going on in Arizona, if you look at the last few batches that have come in, uh, they've gone for Kerry Lake. Okay. And we have like less than 50% of the votes in. And if that trend continues, I mean, there's well, absolutely I mean, no. It was never going to be 14 points. My only issue is Kerry should be leading by now. Uh, well, well, maybe not. Uh, Arizona is a really mail-in balloting state. I don't know. You told me they counted the mail-in ballots first, yeah, right? They counted the mail-in ballots first, George. Yeah, that's- yeah, yeah. So they, the majority of people vote by mail, anyways. So I think these margins won't stay up. I think Carrie, maybe by the end of tonight, there's going to be a huge batch, and she's just three points away. We're ta- well. Uh, we're talking about well. Fetter- Fetterman is still. Winning by point nine with eighty eight percent of the vote in in Pennsylvania, guys. Like Listen, if, I, if Fetterman wins, I give up on Pennsylvania. Like <laughs> just ser- no, seriously. Oh, no, like, I get it. Blow up their border and, and let them donate them, them, them to Canada, man. <laughs> yeah, like let it blow up, blow up the border so they separate from the United States and let them just float away. No, no, we're not blowing anything up, guys. FBI, no, 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 we're, we're not. not no. no, not like that. I'm t- it's it's <laughs> FBI. It's it, yeah, it's a metaphor, dude. Like Look, I know, I know, but listen. So I got some good news for you, CanCon. Denise and uh, Rumble Rant says, "Hey Brian, Missouri is possibly going to make right now marijuana legal." Excellent. Oh so we can, dude. Can you give like don't no sarcasm, like some genuinely good news? I'm I'm sitting here waiting for it. Well, I don't want to go to sleep tonight thinking about any. Yeah, Neil, go ahead. I got it for you. I got a statement from Katie Hobbs on election. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. Incredibly important races. I have every confidence that the counties administering this election, especially Maricopa, conducted a free and fair election. But they will take time. So we need to prepare for a long evening and a few more days of counting. Yeah, Wait, so she's basically saying she won. Illegal. Every single vote matters. And every single vote counts equally, even if it's illegal. Whether <laughs> mail dropped off your ballot at a secure drop box, mind you, secure <laughs> drop box, or voted in person. I got to move to Arizona, man. Carrie, Carrie Lake better win. She she has to be my governor. I got to get out of this. Trick in door number three. Door three. I'm so sick of hearing about door three. Get out What's of here. Door three. <laughs> You don't know what that is? That's when they no. said, oh, these Dominion machines aren't working. They're not scanning it. So you can put your ballot in door three, and we'll uh-huh. take it to the, the tabulation center. And second count. location, okay? Yeah. There's no chain of custody. We're just going to take them somewhere else. We're going to take them to Secretary of State Katie Hobbs' <laughs> office and count them there. A week ago, she we was up talk 11 points. Uh, what do you th- – 11 points. Trump left the white. So should Trump have left the White House – uh, because this is going to keep coming back up. Every time we don't perform well in an election, there's always this thought in my mind that maybe if Trump just held power and just became a dictator no. for just a few months while proving fraud, we wouldn't have. Wouldn't would have caused a civil war, be hizzy. Come on, yeah. dude. That, dude, good, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened. Let's see what Bolsonaro is going to drop on us tomorrow. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he's supposed what? to. They're supposed to do something tomorrow. 
Who? Yeah, let's say, let's do Brazil's coup. Huh? Who called Michigan? Let's. Nobody called Michigan. No, no, no. Somebody, somebody said that they called Michigan. They, somebody said oh, they uh, did. They did call Michigan. No, they did not call Michigan. I'm looking at real clear. Michigan has been called. It's at 50 for Whitmer, 48 for Dixon. Um, no, somebody said she's 51, the projected winner. 51, 5, 46, yeah, 8 is projected. You know what the crappy part is? Stephen Richard keeps putting out these notices with Bill Gates, and then he's got his own notice on Twitter. They don't say how the machines were broken or what was the issue. They just say we're working on fixing it, and this is what you can do moving forward. No, no, no. What they Give said, me the result. Did you hear what their their statement was? What the issue was is it was like out of calibration. The settings yeah, were too sensitive, settings. and they had ballots that were. Um, I didn't hear that part. The printers were not making the timing marks on the side. The you know the black rectangles that go down the side. Yeah. They weren't like bold enough. They weren't black enough. So I they saw were the, being fade, the fade on them. Yeah. Now what the professor said was. So, so they said, well, we fixed it. We adjusted no, the settings and now they're taking the ballots. But how the hell, unless you had like 60 different cyber teams, did you fix all of them unless they hook up to the internet? What do you guys think of that? That's a good point. Well, that's what they did in Coffee County when they couldn't fix the machines and the guy went outside, made a phone call, came back in and said, fix it. Uh, try it again. The machine works now. Right. And, and, and here's the, here's a, here's a really, you know, good question here. Why the F wasn't it caught in the logic and accuracy test? And- exactly. That's what I was going to ask. That, that's what I was going to ask. Like, that's why you run the logic and accuracy test to pick up on stuff like that. And, you know, with the story that just, that, that we just released today about the IR scanners, um, you know, what, what, what ballots are we running that, that they're not printed properly? Runbeck is right there. How do they fuck up how right. the ballots are printed? You don't. <laughs> exactly. You, you remember in the, in the yes. group chat with, with Kevin Moncla, he was talking about how absurd it is. Just the idea that ballots have a barcode <laughs> error or they're blurry or yeah. the, the timing marks don't, you know, it's out of alignment. That never happens because the ballot printing is so precise. Yep. It's not like you're not talking about your freaking, you know, bubble HP, jet. Yeah, <laughs> HP printer in the corner of your freaking office, like that you paid twenty five bucks for. We're talking about like industrial, super. Can, can we stop talking, Nick? Let's there's nothing, take a George. Break. George, take there's a break. nothing. Here, I got Let's one for stop. you. Pull, pull pad Wi Fi connection outside my, uh, outside my uh, uh, precinct where I voted today. Wow. Secure, secure since 2018. See that? I took like Aww. eight screenshots as I was walking into the polls, and uh, I that was one of them that, that yesterday. Up. Hey, no, George, the Republicans just picked up another seat in the House. There Sweet. You got some positive. McCarthy's going to have a few more people to work with now. <laughs> you, you know, we're joking about this, but it's actually going to happen. They're not going to – he's going to be this – it's not going to be Thomas Massey Jim Jordan's dusted. It's not going to be him. Dusted. It's well, uh, the dude has a he has an iffy history with big tech. Apparently, he takes money from them, and whenever bills showed up in his committees, he would usually vote against them, against big tech. Well, so Kevin McCarthy yeah. ain't clean. Uh, well, he's certainly not. Yo, so hold on. So Brandon Strzok, I just said that Fox News called Michigan for Gretchen Whitmer. Th- yeah, that's wouldn't what surprise me. Been saying. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Nah, Fox. Now, didn't. has anybody been able to look at how Matt DiPerno and Karamo are doing in Michigan? Because I haven't. Oh, you know, I completely forgot they existed. <laughs> I can't. They don't uh, have the. I'm guessing the they're underperforming. 
Oh my God, they did. Fox News called it for Gretchen Whitmer. Okay. 56% of the vote in, 47 to 51. Holy bleep. All right. I'm out. (laughs) I'm done. I'm checking out for the day. I'm going to, it's been nine hours for me. Karamo's so when Trump 7%. was leading by, so hold on, when Trump was leading by the, those margins, they, they didn't Con, call it roll, that. Man. Hang on, CanCon, you've been going all freaking day, man. If you got to get out of here. Yeah, 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 you could pop out yeah. for it, man. But hey, uh, we got his links in the description. Everybody, make sure to subscribe to CanCon on Rumble, Locals, Telegram, Truth, Twitter, I think. I got that in there. But uh yeah, man. Good to see you, brother. I would be I would be collapsing right now. So, so all right, guys. Attorney General race yeah. in Michigan. Have a good night, man. Yeah, we got right, a check. CanCon. Yeah, I'm gonna bounce too, guys. I got uh, I got kids that are out there screaming for for dad all to right. come snuggle with them. Hold on, yeah. let's let's get sad about Matt the Purdy <laughs> Um, where's the Attorney General race? I can't find any results for that. Uh, I got the Secretary of State race up here, but I don't have the Attorney General. I can't uh, find that What's one. the Secretary of State race saying? They, uh, they're going to be similar. Benson leading by Bernie 7%. Team. George. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> With 51% reporting. Wait, whoa, got... whoa, 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 whoa. Matt DiPerno is, is ahead of Dana Nessel by like 8%. Nah, it has to be one According county. According to MSNBC. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Nah, that has to be an individual county. There's no way. Matt, I don't believe in you that much, man. Wait, this is 13% expected votes yeah. in, but everything else is reporting like 50%. Yeah, I got 51 on mine. I guess What's the going attorney on general race, just it's just far behind. Holy smokes, guys. Jonathan Tate wanted us to pray. George, why don't you just... Uh, he's right on. But Neil, you're, you're, you, you, I, I'm too sad right now. I don't want the Lord to hear my sadness. So why don't you, actually, Marcus, you know, why don't you go go ahead and do this? <laughs> I love how Jonathan just ended the show, man. <laughs> <That's Jonathan. laughs> and wait, uh, De- De- Denise said, Brian, I've been going since 2 a.m. Well, he's he's gone, so you should... Take a nap, Denise. I yeah, mean, go go, go to bed, Denise. You've you've done your yeah. you've done your part for the day. All right, go ahead, Marcus. Let's close this out, Lord Jesus. Um, this uh, situation that we are in is uh, fully known by you long before we even got here. It will be fully known by you wherever we are going, uh, Lord. Whatever we are in, uh, whatever the times in life that you have us in, we trust you. We believe you. There is no. Uh, there's nothing that you don't have uh, in your control. And although it may seem uh, <laughs> out of reach for us, uh, nothing is out of reach for you, Lord. So we ask for your protection on this country. Lord, the reason we have these shows is because we want to exemplify uh, leadership. We want to expose the truth, and we want the truth to be brought in front of everybody so that justice can happen. And I don't believe that there's corruption in this country without, without accountability. And just because we scream loud and we scream from the mountaintops about the truth that's out there, and it may not, get, we may not get the result we want right away. Lord, we're planting seeds, and Lord, this country needs a turn to you in the worst possible way. I pray that through this situation, that you would bring more people to you, more souls to heaven, and that Lord, you would watch over us and protect our nation because we're in a vulnerable state right now. We are in a vulnerable, not just state, <laughs> country. And uh, we give this country back to you, Lord, if your will be done in uh, on earth as it is in heaven. 
and we love you with all of our hearts. So we just thank you for this crew, and we just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Great to see you guys. I miss you. You too, man. Well, we, too, we, we could win. We could still win. Do a nice little comeback like the Chiefs a couple seasons ago. We could win. Yeah, I on think- Friday, right? George, I think you had it pinned, man. What what we're seeing, it's it's pretty accurate, dude. Quit, quit toasting my ego when my country's getting destroyed, man. This ain't good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But um, listen, I, I I don't know what's gonna happen with uh, Kerry Lake. I think she's I'm, gonna win. Uh, there. I mean, her campaign's confident. I don't know about Mark Fincham if he's down eighteen percent. So it looks like they're taking oh, away look. from Fincham. Well, Carrie Lake uh, is now she's down still close to about fourteen percent. Um I think narrow? I think the professor what what he said makes a lot of sense where they might give it to Carrie Lake. Um it's gonna be very, very close, but then they're gonna be able to say, Well, Mark Fincham just wasn't close enough. Um, you know, Blake Masters wasn't close enough. So Well, to be fair though, Nick, um if Carrie Lake were to win we would that would be a huge win. Uh, the legislate uh, legislature would be red, and that means we can actually get some good bills passed. Also, Paul Boyer isn't there anymore. If that legislature is red by just one seat, there's enough you know MAGA people in there to keep passing bills. You don't have that Paul Boyer M- Michelle Eugenti Rita person anymore. Okay. So we might actually get some clean elections if Terry Lake to pull it off. Bye, so that's why Kerry's so important. Yeah, see, it change the diapers. Good. Yeah, so that's why Kerry is so important. If we just uh, keep the, the legislature, we don't need Fincham as much as we need Kerry. She passes those bills. We don't need Katie Hobbs drinking espressos and machos and cappuccinos with almonds on top. We don't need no Starbucks drinking governor. Good night. Listen, everybody's saying they're physically this, sick That was my epic chat. moment, Nick. That was my epic moment to leave. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, is Neil still here? Yeah. Dude, you're you're just that angry. You were just sta- staring like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like you look like a freaking statue. Or Nick, Neil's been making ten different videos every day talking about how this is a red wave, red tsunamis, and now you know it's it's not. Now's not the time. So Now's not the not. time, George. <laughs> Don't kick a man when he's down. Come on, man. <laughs> People want to be optimistic. Well, well, the thing is, I I was really you changed my mind, Nick. All right, you made me believe. <laughs> oh, come on, don't put this on me, man. <laughs> no, but South Seth Cashel had two hundred and fifty seats. I was like, oh yeah, two hundred fifty seats. Two fifty five. Lauren Bolbert is losing in her district right now, and well, it's eighty percent of the vote in. Yeah, Lauren Bolbert. She's losing right now by three points. I'm telling you guys, people want abortions. I'm telling you, man. My state, my state's going to hell. I swear. I don't think that I don't think that these are legitimate results, but I do think I said this from day one. I was like, SCOTUS overturning Roe v. Wade, it, as wonderful as it is, it's so suspect that that happened like just randomly. And then all the Democrats, that was their platform. And then it leaked weeks beforehand just so they could have enough time to build the narrative. Yeah, Yeah. that was so bizarre. Beforehand, actually, was partying because they lost their momentum and people found out that the states they were in, nothing changed. I don't, I, you know, that's, 
at the end of the day, I mean, if you look on every every uh, uh, opinion survey, every about everything, uh, that the abortion wasn't a, a driving factor. It was single digit concern for people. They were concerned about the economy and inflation, and Joe Biden sucks on it, and they know that. And so, no, there's a, um, yeah, I. I I, I had said throughout, you know, as much as I uh, believed in a red wave, if you watch any of my videos, I was very concerned about Michigan and Pennsylvania. I just didn't think that it was going to go well just due to um, the machinations of their machines in Detroit and uh, Pittsburgh. I just, uh, or, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't, Philadelphia, I mean, but I, I did not see those two states turning out well. You can go back and check all my words on that. It was my biggest area of concern. I wanted to. I wanted it to happen, but um, it's it's bad in those two states. It really is. I mean, hey, it, yeah. did that lead in AZ narrow now? It's it's. I mean, there's some vote uh, drops from uh, Yuma, and Kerry's yeah. leading election day vote. So, you know, Kerry likes going to win in Arizona. It's I, getting really close. I don't say she's going to win one hundred percent. Well, so it, it's now fifty six to Hobbs and forty, almost forty four to ca- uh, Carry. So, so she's closed about two percent of that lead that Katie yeah, Hobbs yeah. had. A so, huge uh, drop of uh, uh, election day. Uh, uh, now here's came in from Yuma. So we're going to have um, election day ballots, but you're also going to have an issue where a lot of people uh, waited till election day to turn in their mail in ballots. And so they have to verify those signatures first. So I think oh. what you're going to see is a huge shift from the election day ballots. And then at the very end, things turn uh, back blue again. Something to that effect. Because I remember it happening in the primaries where Stephen Richard was like, guys, we still got 150,000 mail-in ballots that we got to verify the signature and blah, blah, blah. But Carrie Lake uh, still won against who was the other who was the Republican that said like you like you say, I mean, she's forgettable. I, I can't even remember who she was. Uh, just like Clements, um, it, uh, Robeson, I, Karen Taylor Robeson. I remember now. Oh, okay. Karen Taylor. Karen, remember, she got like a bajillion dollars from the uh, GOP establishment, and freaking, she was um, Carrie Lake's opponent in the primaries, and she had a massive lead in the beginning. Oh, that chick, that chick, yeah. Yep, but Carrie well, Lake. But here's the thing: the difference here is uh, Nick. The difference today is, yes, uh, Katie Hobbs has a massive lead, but the reason it was so surprising in the primaries was because Carrie was leading by an overwhelming amount. So it was confusing why she was even behind in the primaries. But here, it's been a lot tighter. Now, granted, in a lot of these polls, it's fifty percent to Carrie and forty something to Hobbs. Now, Hobbs is definitely overperforming, but that's why it's it was surprising in the primaries uh, for Kerry to be behind by that by that much. And that's why it can't be surprising to some people now. But but it's just this is the mail in ballots. Uh, This is the majority of the mail in ballots. We don't know how much the machines not working today prevented uh, Kerry from winning more Election Day vote. But we do think. She might, you know, somewhere out there pull it off. I hope so. Uh, but, you know, going to Pennsylvania, Oz is getting destroyed, I think. It's, well, I mean, 0.8 points. It's not that much. Or, yeah, it's not even that that much. But he, he's, he's losing. Um, I don't know how Oz is overperforming Mastriano. I just feel like the people would have connected with Mastriano more. 
I think if we had Kathy Barnett and Mastriano, it'd be an easy ticket. Her her authentic story would have just done the exact same thing as Carrie Lake. <laughs> Actually, as no, Carrie's losing, but you know what I mean. They would have had the same populist reaction to their message. Patty Joe 63 says Americans are in an abusive relationship with Democrats. They just don't realize it yet. I think they do, though. I think they do. Now, guys, I, I think we're going to wrap this up. It's been a long show, and uh, I can see Neil's tired. What, I, what I'm going to ask you guys to do, though, is smash that rumble button just because, you know, we're all depressed a little bit, and that would definitely cheer me up just a, just a tiny hair. So if you guys could smash that rumble button and subscribe to these guys, their their links are in the description. And um, I like I said before, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about over the coming days. And I don't I think so. we're going to get uh, results for – I don't think we're going to get the results for Carrie Lake um, probably till Friday. There's a reason no one's calling it, so that's good. Because they, yeah. they called Michigan uh, with closer margins. Uh, Michigan, I was so concerned. Yeah. What about Nevada? Did I mean before we leave? Did Nevada just forget there's an election today? Oh, uh, they, this they finally dropped some numbers in. This yeah. spammer, spammer in my freaking chat, just shut the hell up, dude. So annoying. All right, well, uh, was, I appreciate you. Ha- uh, it was a good band reunion. I'm gonna dip now, Nick. Yeah. Uh, All right, see you guys. I'm going to Texas tomorrow, so all right, going to red state. All right, <laughs> elections actually. Florida, matter. baby, Florida, man. Ron DeSantis, that. Screw little Marco. We got little Marco. Your hurricanes, you're underwater right now, Nick. You're pretending house, you're not. Picked up house, you're seats, baby. Nah, man. Yeah, we got a hurricane Florida. tomorrow. Florida. Wait, for real? I, th- I thought that was just a joke because nope. the election was a hurricane. It's it's going to be on the East Coast this time. I don't, I don't really have to worry too much, but I got See, family here. Getting... They fly out tomorrow morning. And it's like their their flights are already getting delayed and stuff. So he's just Anyways. enjoying. It. He's like, yeah, <laughs> spend that time at the airport. Peace, man. All right, ladies and germs. Yeah, have a good one, Nick. You too, Neil. All right, bye. See you, brother. All right. Well, now that they're gone, now we can freaking party. Nah, nah. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna uh. I'm going to wrap this up here, guys. I want to thank you all for watching. Please smash that rumble button. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. And if you want to support this channel, you can do so using the links in the description. And Liberty Lion, man, you came in late. You want me to play that Veritas video, but we already did. We played it uh, a long time ago when Audit the Vote PA was still on the show. But look, guys, in all seriousness, um, listen, some of us, you know, sick to our stomachs. The rest of us, baby, are built for this. Okay? I I mean, regardless of how this went, regardless of how this goes, you know, I'm not going to be like boo-hooing around, pouting on the floor, and just rolling over and giving up. Because I swear, man, that's exactly what these people want you to do. They want you to be like, man, (laughs) I've been fighting this for two years, and I'm, you know... And they're still the same corrupt bastards. But I'm telling you guys, that's that's exactly what they want you to do. And if you let them win, well, then guess what? Then uh, <laughs> then they win. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know how to tell tell it to you any other different way. You know, damn my my brain's not working after three hours of this. I'm starting to sound like John Fetterman. But you get the point. I'm no no Roy. Are you kidding me? 
Are you telling me Fetterman freaking won? Fetterman freaking won. Don't even play with me, boy. Even though you're older than me, I shouldn't call you boy. Show some respect, Nick. But anyways, I'm not seeing that. You're lying to me. You're lying to me. But look, I mean, guys, I I, I've, I, I think what we're seeing in this country is an awakening and a resistance that there's never really been anything like the, like what what we've witnessed corruption on a on a level that is unfathomable outside of freaking Nazi Germany around the world and it's all being coordinated by a small handful of people that have you know they're they're they have all the controls they control big tech they control big media they run elections they control the economy. They control the energy. They control all this stuff. But it's only this small handful of people. They're the puppet masters, right? And I swear to you, this system of control that they have collapses when a, when a, a large enough percentage of people wake up and and realize what's going or realize what's happening, right? It, it cannot sustain itself. If enough people are awake. So here's what happened in the 2020 election. 50%, 60% of the country woke up and said, holy shit, elections are rigged. And and guess what? I don't know if you remember this, but in 2016, all the Democrats said it was stolen too. They said that the machines are vulnerable and Russia hacked into them. So you had one election where the Democrats told their party that elections can't be trusted. Then you had another election where the Republicans told their party that elections can't be trusted. And then, you know, fast forward to 2022, it happened again. So each time the amount of people that wake up and realize that our elections can't be trusted, it grows. It grows a significant uh, percentage. So I don't know what that percentage is. I don't know what you know, crossing the Rubicon looks like maybe it's 80%, maybe it's 90%. I'm not sure. But at a certain point, this system cannot sustain itself. Uh, but it's, it's going to take, it's going to take the people that are awake to remain super hyper, super duper extra vigilant and not give up like they want you to do. And by the way, um, you know, we, we, we've lost some key races here. And that is very, very troubling and, and disappointing. But it does look like the Republicans are going to take back the House, maybe the Senate. Um, I'm not, I'm not too confident on that one. But it looks like the the Republicans should take back the Senate uh, by at least one. It's not going to be a big majority. But once the Republicans do take back the House, then you've got you know Marjorie Taylor Greene and these invest investigative uh committees <clears throat> you've got Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and all these all these guys investigating Fauci and, and you know turning the tables on January 6th and uh you know if you can take back the Senate effectively the Biden regime is here here's here's what's what's likely to happen nothing gets done for 2 years because the the Republicans um the Democrats are stalled. The Republicans are going to pass, try to pass bills, and Biden's going to veto them. And that's 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 what's going to happen. So at least, at the very least, 
things won't get a whole lot worse for the next two years. And here's what um, here's what worries me is when you have a lull, you know, where things kind of simmer down a little bit, then it's very likely that a portion of people are going to stop paying attention. They're going to kind of go back a few steps. We're going to we're going to go back a few steps if Republicans take back the house and they effectively stall the Biden regime um and slow things down which kind of normalizes or or turns down the temperature a little bit and the people just kind of stop paying attention. That's the worst thing that could happen. One of the worst things that could happen. Um and I got I got to be realistic you know, while everyone's depressed, and I gotta, I gotta throw this out there. <clears throat> I think that, like I said, I, I did say that there's one positive here, and that's that, you know, the investigative investigative committees, uh, the Republicans are going to take back control of, and you know, investigate Fauci in January six and COVID and, and whatnot. But here's the problem with that. The problem is. Biden controls the DOJ. Merrick Garland is the head of the DOJ. So best case scenario, you have the Republicans investigating, um, you know, having hearings and stuff like that. And at the end of the investigation, they say, look, here's all the evidence. And we are sending referrals to Merrick Garland <laughs> to prosecute. And what do you think is going to happen with that? What do you think is going to happen when the Republicans send Hunter Biden's laptop uh, you know, the investigation concluded, <clears throat> well, Marco Polo's already done the investigation, but what do you think when the Republicans come back and they say, all right, we want you to prosecute the president's son, you know, the president that appointed you? Uh, I don't think that they're going to go for that. So investigations, sure. Prosecution, not so much. People being held accountable, not it's not going to happen until Biden's gone. Now, another thing, now that we're look, I'm going to just go full maybe I should just go full doomer black pillar here. Now, let me I I I I'll, I'll I'll keep it mild. But what I said a long time ago was this. Okay. <clears throat> let me take a sip of water. All right, here's the thing. So a long time ago, I took a poll on my Telegram, and I said, have the Republicans fixed election fraud following 2020? That was the first poll. And the, the overwhelming vast majority of people said no. Okay, so then I said, if nothing's been fixed, then will the 2022 midterms be safe and secure? And everybody said no. Okay. Then I said, all right, well, if the people that get selected in the 2022 midterms weren't legitimately elected, are they going to be likely to fix the fraud before 2024? And everybody said no. And then I said, if Trump runs in 2024 and the Republicans didn't fix the election fraud. Will he win? And everybody said yes. And I was like, do you guys see there's a little cognitive dissonance here? 
do you guys not see the problem? You know, the, the, there's, there's two conflicting things going on here. I think because I said, will Trump win? You know, when you put those words together in a sentence, then the base automatically says yes without really thinking about the likelihood or, you know, the logistics of that. But the thing is, here's why, you know, Trump 2024 never really made sense to me is because if, if, if they rig the 2020 election um, and, the, and the election fraud hasn't been fixed, then it doesn't appear to make sense to me that the solution is to run again in 2024. Because and, and, and what, what, what really worries me is that once that announcement comes, then here's the, you know, another dangling carrot for another two years. You know what I mean? And people kind of uh, think that because Trump's running again, that means he knows something or something's going to happen or there's some sort of plan or, you know, whatever. And, and, and then, you know, when we get there, people are going to, people are going to hang on for that and not be as active or not be as motivated because they think that there's some sort of plan unfolding, you know, I don't know, guys, look, I'm not trying to bum everybody out. I'm not trying to depress everybody here, but listen, my, you know, my, my brain kind of, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you know, my brain kind of works in, 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 in a very, it's almost like a freaking reptile, you know, it's not a lot of emotion going on up there. It's, it's, it's like ones and zeros, like just kind of looking for logical fallacies and, and, you know, try to critically think about stuff. Uh, objectively, whether I like, you know, whether I like something or not, if it's true, then I don't ignore it. I I like to look it right in the eye. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I look it right in the eye, whether it, whether it bothers me, whether it, it's unsettling, whether it's uncomfortable. It's just, it's just something, it's just something I can't help but do. There's a lot of stuff I'm seeing that I really don't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the question that keeps occurring to me is, well, where do we go from here? Where do you go from here? You guys said we can fix it through the political process. You said that we can, um, you know, that, that enough has changed from 2020 to 2022 that we're in a completely different ball game and, and things are different and it's not going to happen again. And it appears that it's happening again. At least it certainly happened to frickin' Mastriano. And it certainly happened in in Michigan. So, uh, I mean, it happened. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It happened, right? And it looks like it might happen to Cary Lake, too. So if 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 nothing got fixed, then I don't think that we can fix it within the confines of the political process. I don't know if that makes sense. Now, I don't want to jump to the next logical step here, but it's kind of implied that something's got to happen outside of the political 
you know, confines of the political stratosphere here. You know what I mean? Jelly beans. Frickin' Gretchen Whitmer is going to <clears throat> comply with the CDC guidelines to add the uh, COVID-19 vaccine to the permanent... Well, it's already added to the CDC's permanent schedule. Gretchen Whitmer is going to accept the CDC recommendation, and then that will become mandatory for your kids to go to school because of a rigged fucking election. Sorry about the language. but I'm a little pissed off here. Josh Shapiro, likely the same thing. So we're talking about thousands upon thousands of kids, most likely going to be um, parents that were a little bit hesitant but not well-researched enough to make an informed decision are going to be like, oh, well, the government's mandating it, so my kids got to get this vaccine to go to school. I didn't think they needed it, but apparently they do, so they're going to go take their kid to get the COVID jab so that they can go to public school now. Thousands, of maybe millions of kids are going to be affected by this rigged fucking election. And so, um, this is not, this is, this isn't a minor thing. I mean, we're looking at this, what's happening across the country. Like, like it's a board, like a board game. How many points do we got here? How many points do we got here? We saw two very significant losses and that's Mastriano and, uh, well, Gretchen Whitmer won allegedly uh, against Tudor Dixon. And so it's just fucking unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. You know, these people are, are, we're playing with people's lives. People will die. People, I, damn it! All right, I'm getting way too depressing. I'm I'm sorry. This is like me stream of consciousness, just thinking out loud. You know, I gotta I gotta clean it up. You know, it's we're on the air here, Nick. We're on the air here. But but it, I'm serious, man. People are gonna die because of rigged elections. People have already died because of rigged elections. People have lost their jobs, become destitute, impoverished. Their retirements are completely evaporating. Um, you know, crime is off the charts. Freaking five million illegals flooded through the border because of a, a rigged election. So rigged elections have consequences, and uh, <clears throat> we can't we can't tolerate this until twenty twenty four is what I'm trying to say. And I I really I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm really done with the fucking hopium. Bullshit. And I and I want to differentiate between hopium and hope. Hopium and hope are two completely different things. Do I have hope? I sure do. If I didn't have hope, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. If I didn't have hope, I just I just curl up in a ball and lay there and piss and shit myself and just give up and suck my thumb. Hopium, on the other hand, is when people either knowingly or unknowingly uh, put out narratives that they know a significant portion of people are going to love, and and they may they may not have the critical thinking abilities or the time to sit there and sift through everything that's happening. So when they see that thing that they like and you know that makes them feel good, then they latch on to it, and uh, 
you know, there, there's people out there, man, just stringing people along with false hope. And that shit pisses me off. And, and it, it really, I got to say this. When it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, everything that we're witnessing right now is the fault of the criminals, the, the, the criminals that are destroying us from the inside out, and the people that are knowingly, I'll give the people that are unknowingly doing it a pass. Like there's people that genuinely believe these things and they're just the most optimistic, upbeat people you'll ever meet. And they only see the, the, the glass half full and they just, they're just, their brain focus only on the positives and they, they tend to just completely overlook a lot of stuff and make bad judgment calls and then put that out there to big audiences of people um, and they're not doing it intentionally, but there's these other people and I, I I'm not going to name names cause I really, I have to be careful with that. I have sus- people that I suspect are doing it. Um, but I wouldn't put their name out there and attach, you know, attach something to it without having enough proof. Cause that's just bad. Uh, that's just bad form. That's just not a smart thing to do. You know, why would I slander somebody without knowing for sure? But there's these people, man. I I suspect very strongly that there's people that are either just doing it for solely a profit motive or people that are doing it because maybe they're maybe they're working for the intelligence agencies. Um, but but if you know, if the if this country were to fall, it would be. Half because of the, the 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 communist Democrats that are destroying the country intentionally, and half because of the people that strung everybody along on false hope to make them believe that there's something going on behind the scenes that's going to fix it so that they don't really take the action that's necessary. Or they make bad decisions because they think they're being told that Trump is infallible. He never makes a mistake. He's he's basically a god. I mean, and he, like, I'll give you an example. I think it, I think it has been overwhelmingly obvious for a very long time that Trump gets bad advice on endorsements. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to go through the list. I can I can name countless examples, but when Trump endorses a guy like Doctor Oz over Kathy Barnett, the America First Republican, um, or endorses, you know, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Mitt Romney, at one point Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, uh, you know, all, all this stuff, like all these people. And the list goes on. And I'm like, no, that guy's corrupt. I don't want to I don't want to vote for that guy. People will say Trust the plan. And then despite so much evidence that Trump gets bad advice on endorsements and really we shouldn't even pay too much attention to his endorsements, um, overwhelming massive amounts of people just hang on and they believe that everything he says is is correct, 100% true, and then they go vote for that person and then you get rhinos that win the primaries. You know what I mean? Like that that's an example of when people put out this stuff that there's a plan, there's there's stuff going on behind the scenes, 
and Trump is infallible and he never makes a mistake and anything he does that looks bad is actually good, then people support things that are bad. Like the COVID vaccine, you know, like like Trump has promoted the vaccines and it's uh it's 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 nonsense. It's not a good thing. But people will tell me things like, well, actually, what if he's talking about a different vaccine? Maybe he's when he says vaccine, what he really means is therapeutics and blah, 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 blah. They just make excuses and they say, you know, that the the military, they, they people just told me they said the frickin uh, National Guard has been deployed in 14 states. And that means the military is monitoring this election and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you're ignoring completely the fact that this is all being done under the order of CISA, remember CISA, the Cyber uh, Infrastructure and Security Agency that said the 2020 election was the most secure election in American history, uh, and the DHS. Well, CISA is an arm of the DHS, but you you get the point. And they're 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 directing cyber teams in various states to monitor elections and combat misinformation and disinformation, both foreign and domestic. So you're telling me that the military is is monitoring and safeguarding our elections, but I'm looking at it and seeing, no, this is CISA and the DHS and a list of, listen, the National Guard doesn't, you know, can't be deployed without the governor's authorization. And on the list was frickin' Kathy Hochul or Hochul, whatever. New York's governor is deploying the National Guard to monitor and safeguard elections. Um, and you want me to you want me to believe that Kathy Hochul is part of some white hat white hat operation to s- secure the elections? What what the what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. That, that 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 doesn't make any sense, but like, I I don't know, man. I'm just look. I'm just like stream of consciousness rambling right now, just talking, you know. Um, but I I just think that I really hope that this election brings about a new resolve for people to be like, all right, I'm done with all that fantasy bullshit. Because it's distracting, and all it does is keep us in this perpetual cycle of two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks. Like, where is the? where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line and say, wait a second, every single thing that you've said over and over and over, every single prediction that you've made has not come true. And now, here we are, a thousand predictions later, and here comes the next spin, and I'm going to say, nope, not this time. Like, when does that happen? Some people, I've said this before, right? Like with COVID, there's this psychological tactic. And you guys know I have a degree in psychology. It's my it's my field of study. It's my one of my favorite subjects. So this kind of stuff interests me. I think I think my interest in psychology and background and stuff really helps me with um, combating, you know, propaganda and understanding the, the the media and how people are being controlled and psychologically groomed and blah, 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 blah. What, what I've seen is, I don't know how to articulate this, but the left and the right equally being manipulated um, 
one through COVID and the, and, and another, another through like, I guess QAnon, I'm just going to come out and say it, QAnon type of stuff. Now, now let me explain. So <clears throat> there's, there's something called uh, a paradigm and I've talked about this on my locals channel and a paradigm is basically your understanding of the nature of reality and your worldview, right? Everybody has their own paradigm. We all have a sense of understanding of, you know, life and the world around us. And it gives us a sense of security. It makes you feel like I understand my surroundings and I can kind of predict things. And, you know, I know, I kind of know what happens next because what it like, when I wake up in the morning, I know that the sun rises. Um, I know that, you know, well, I guess I don't know a whole lot, but, you know, there's certain things I can predict and count on. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it's part of what, what, I, what I just said, a paradigm, right? Um, and everybody has one. Now, what they've done with COVID is they've they've psychologically programmed people through fear to make changes in their lives lives and 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 ad- adopt a new um new habits and new what the hell am I trying to say? I'm losing myself here. Uh, I don't know if you guys are out there still but What I'm trying to say is, think about it, okay? First, you have to wash your hands and put on a mask. And then you have to put on two masks. And then you have to put on a face shield. And then you have to take off the face shield and put goggles on. And then you have to put take the two masks off, put an N95 on, take that off, put two masks back on and a 95 and put the face shield back on and blah, 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 blah. And what they're doing is they're disorienting people. And they're sending out all these fear messages to get them to comply with different things. They're trying to get people to comply with more and more ridiculous things all through fear and the false narrative that there's a boogeyman that can kill you at any minute and blah, blah, blah. So people adopt this new paradigm, this new worldview. They accept they accept all sorts of things that they didn't accept before. And eventually what happens is the message has become so so ridiculous and what happens is um the evidence around them conflicts so much with what they're being told and what they've come to believe like clearly this isn't as deadly as 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 they said that it was going to be clearly um there's no benefit to wearing masks clearly there's no benefit to getting jabbed as more you know pe- the more people get vaccinated, the more likely they are to contract COVID and become hospitalized. But what happens is after you get to a certain point where you've complied with so many different um, conflicting messages that don't make sense and are unnecessary, what happens is you get to a point where you have an entire worldview built up of lies. And so when you get a person to a certain point, where their entire world around them is built up of lies, then 
there's something that um, is called confirmation bias, right? And confirmation bias is basically where you will look for evidence around you that supports what you believe and ignore all the evidence to the contrary. Anything that conflicts with what you believe, you'll just ignore it and block it out, right? And it keeps people in, um, you know, it keeps people, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, basically, once you get people to comply with uh, something, something so ridiculous, their whole world is built up around of lies, then it's extremely difficult to get through to them and convince them that even one of the things that they believe is a lie because their house of cards is so fragile. And this worldview and this paradigm that they've developed, it gives them a sense of security. It makes them feel like they're right. It makes them feel like they're safe. It makes them feel like they're secure. It makes them feel like you know they have an understanding of the world around them. And for them to admit that something um, something they believe is a lie or wrong, then the whole thing collapses. And, and what that would cause, that would cause this person severe, severe discomfort uh, to, to, to suddenly go from thinking you know about the world around you to all of a sudden going to uh, an unfamiliar, unknown world that doesn't make sense anymore and because these authorities that you've trusted were lying to you and these things that you've done which actually harmed yourself and other people because you you, you complied with the the people that were shouting people down forcing them to take experimental drugs and forcing them to be locked in their homes and all, you were part of that and so you don't want to admit that to yourself because that would make you a bad piece of shit person right so these people have these psychological barriers up and it's extremely almost impossible to get them to admit that they're wrong. And we see that, right? But I've realized that the right is exactly the same way with the QAnon bullshit. The QAnon bullshit is it, there. there's people living. I'm, I'm talking about comparing to myself. There's people that live literally at this point in an alternate universe where they believe things like Joe Biden is not even real. He's a clone. And they believe that there's all these people that have actually already been arrested and everything you're seeing is is nothing but a movie. And they believe and and on on so on one side with the left and covid it's fear. On this side, it's hope and a sense of security to avoid fear and avoid the more uh, brutal, the like, like to go from that to this. You know where I'm at right now would be a a massively brutal transition for th- these people to come to terms and face reality that nobody's coming to save the day, right? I mean, can you imagine can you imagine being like elated with with 
with false feelings of hope and optimism and, and things that you believe these things that are going to come to pass, going to come to fruition. And, you know, there's going to be like sunshine and bunny rabbits and all this stuff at the end of the, at the end of the, the tunnel two weeks later. And, uh, and come to realize that all of that is bullshit. And all of these people that you've entrusted to give you information were actually lying to you, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And, the reality is so much more dark and grim and bleak where you're you're now all, all of a sudden you're stranded on an island and you don't have a life raft and you don't know where things are headed and you don't know where things are going and you're questioning everything and all of a sudden everything you thought you knew was a lie like that's why these people are so unwilling to look at the possibility that they may be wrong now, I know that ain't that ain't very popular to say, but see, I'm tired and I'm I'm like I'm just kind of speaking my mind. You know what I mean? And so uh I don't know if I've said this, but what I what I the whole reason I went on this rant was to say that at the end of the day, the left and the right I feel are being played. And both sides need to realize that um because what's going to happen is like if every time we start to move in the right direction and fighting the corruption and actually getting towards the solution then what happens is as we've seen before <clears throat> all that has to happen is a few key people that peddle the hopium all they have to do is spin all they have to do is craft some bullshit to keep everybody like passive and and put another carrot in front of their head and they can herd them like sheep in into this direction over here instead of going towards the solution, you know, and facing the problem head on. You know what I you know what I mean? Like and 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 what's what's really interesting is I'm seeing like a lot of even the most prominent people that 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 believe in the Q stuff they're looking at the most recent Q drops and they're saying like, I don't even think this is the same Q. This doesn't even make sense. Like this is not, first of all, the information that's come out uh, recently, the, the last few Q drops, it's like, okay, thanks captain obvious. Tell me something. I don't know. Like, Oh, Biden, he's corrupted uh, by Ukraine. You know, there he he had this he had the special prosecutor fired that was investigating his son oh really i didn't know that i didn't know that i i didn't oh wait a second yeah i did i've i've heard that every 3 days for the last 3 years and uh oh yeah and you know get make sure you get guys get out there and vote and then goes on to say like Look, uh, elections aren't actually secure. I mean, the White Hats, they did their best, but, but they're still fucked up. And, you know, you guys got to just get out there and do your best. You guys have all the tools you need. It's like, dude, didn't you say that the military was going to do everything? Like, for the last, since 2017, wasn't that your whole thing? You said that the military was in control and going to save us. Like, But now you're telling us it's on us? And we got all the tools we need. <laughs> so, like, why didn't you just tell us that from the beginning? You know what I mean? Why didn't you just tell us from the beginning we had all the tools we need? Good luck. Best of luck to you. You know what I mean? And, look, I just had another thought. <laughs>
you know, I'm not, I really don't care about Q, man. The, the, the message board itself. I, I really think there's a lot of stuff in there that um, can lead people to asking a lot of the right questions. And clearly whoever's behind it is very gifted in terms of understanding people's psychology and has some sort of background in military intelligence and all that. I'm, I'm, that's, that's all cool with me. I don't care, man. It's not even about that. It's not even about Q. It's about the people that have taken Q and turned it into a living. Um, because I'll tell you what, there's people whose livelihoods depend, and I'm talking six-figure incomes, livelihoods depend on you continuing to believe that shit. And uh, they're never, they're never going to come out and say, oops, sorry guys, we uh, actually we were wrong. It ain't, it ain't going to happen, man, I'm just telling you. It ain't never going to happen. Never in a million years will those people say, you know, we were, sorry guys, whoopsie daisy. Had you guys uh, stringing along for the past four or five years, believing in nonsense. Um, so I guess you guys can unfollow me and stop paying me, you know, $150,000 a year. Time to go back to, uh, you know, and go back to uh, working as a receptionist. I don't know, man. Look, uh, and look, so again, I was saying, I was saying, um, you know, Q did some good stuff, asked some good questions, woke a lot of people up to a degree. But I really don't think that Q is responsible for this great awakening. You know, I, I think that, Largely, the Great Awakening that's happened has a lot more to do with the fact that the freaking government, governments around the world, put the entire world on house arrest for months over the sniffles. And then a domestic terrorist organization proceeded to burn down entire cities and do $3 billion of property damage while telling everybody that we want to disrupt the nuclear family structure and uh, completely defund and abolish the police. And then, and then there was, uh, you know, a rigged presidential election in the most powerful country in the history of the world. And then, you know, you had like, trucker convoys where Justin Trudeau signed the freaking military whatever act and you know like people are being debanked and deplatformed and all this big tech censorship and people start asking questions and immediately they're banned like I think a lot of that stuff I think a lot of that stuff probably had a lot more to do with people waking up and saying hey something's not right here I don't know what it is, but I just feel, I just get this feeling that something's off about this. And I haven't figured it out yet, but, uh, no, I think, I think, like, that's what woke me up, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> COVID, man, like, 9-11 woke up a lot of people. If anything, the net effect of Q but let me just call it QAnon, because again, I'm not talking about the Q message board or Q, whoever that person is. I'm talking about QAnon, because there is such thing as QAnon, and QAnon is the, the the massive 
sleuth of uh, neckbeards that, you know, perpetuate this stuff endlessly. And um, I feel like those people have put people back to sleep, if anything. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the resistance that inevitably would have risen up following the tyrannical government um i feel like there would there would have been at least 40 50% of the country that's like nah fuck this and risen up and said you can take your vaccine shove it up your ass you're not fucking you know reprogramming my kid and chopping off their balls you're not uh you know like i i just feel like there would have been a, a mass awakening and somewhat of an uprising regardless and it would have actually stayed focused and it would have actually been more effective because it wouldn't be sitting there thinking well i know all this stuff's happening i know that my freedoms are being eroded and and destroyed and i know that our country's being destroyed from the inside out and i'm going broke and five million illegals are flooding the border and i know that uh you know then my kids telling me they're transgender and you know i know that we're probably about to go to nuclear war with russia but 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 there's a white hat military operation. And actually, Putin is working with Trump. <laughs> and he's going to drain the swamp. I mean, first, we, I, we, we thought it was the, the U.S. military. But sheesh, maybe, maybe Q was talking about the Russians. You know, the communists. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're going to... They're gonna, take down the deep state they're draining the swamp you know there or you know there's 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 a white hat operation and so, something's going to happen something big i mean listen man you know i got people saying you know tr- trump came out and he said on the 15th he's going to make a big announcement and immediately people are like he's not announcing that he's running for president he's announcing something much bigger He's going to he's going to come out and say that we caught them all and you know the patriots are in control and the big the big reveal is going to happen JFK Jr is going to come out in a tuxedo and they're all they're I, I don't know I guess Trump and JFK Jr are going to smoke a big fat cigar and uh all the the 13 marines will be brought back to life and the, the illegals will teleport back to their you know the countries and Everybody, the vaccines will magically leave everybody's arms, and uh, you know the billion dollars in equipment will, will, you know, won't be left in Afghanistan, and <clears throat> will become energy independent again immediately, and all that stuff. It's just going to happen at the snap of a finger, snap of a freaking finger. I don't know, guys. I think I'm going to go to bed. But I just think, I hope that this is the the line in the sand people draw where they say enough is enough. Fuck all this shit. I'm tired of it. I've had enough. And this is, this is, the, 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 this is where the buck stops, kiddo. Biden, you freaking CGI clone, dementia-ridden Poopy pants, uh, ice cream eating shithead. 
This is where the buck stops. I'm tired of being strung along, and I won't take one more day of this tyranny. I won't take it no more. Dude, best vids, shut the hell up, man. Shut the hell up. Like, nobody nobody cares. Nobody's watching your videos. I don't know if you're a bot, like a spam bot or whatever, but just shut the hell up. I can't block people, apparently, on, on Rumble. But, man. <sighs> let me check. All right, let me check the election results real quick. Susan Tevy. <laughs> Susan Tevy's like this thanking me so much for just going on that incoherent rant rambling about pretty much nothing. Okay, look. All right, so we got something going on here. Carrie Lake was 14% down. Um Katie Hobbs had a had a pretty significant lead of like 14% over Carrie Lake and now it's looking like 11% Close to 11%, right? My math ain't so good, guys. I'm kind of dumb. Um, but it looks like the gap has closed in, closed a little bit. But what's really not okay to me is, um, see, these, I don't know if you guys can see where my mouse is, but um, this little area here, this blue area here, was gray a second ago, meaning that these uh, precincts or these, this, this county was not reported yet. And I was like, well, I think that area is red. So when that comes in, we're going to get some uh, some Cary Lake action. But it turns out that gray area is actually blue. <clears throat> so, man, it's definitely... I don't mean this in reality. I mean this by what we're looking at on the board. It's definitely a toss-up here. Cary Lake could close the gap. Um, we've got how many 50% reported. Okay, now if the trend of if the trends continue to follow in the same pattern, Carrie Lake could pull ahead because she's just closed two percent of that gap, um, and we'll we'll have to see how that we'll have to see how that unfolds. <clears throat> but anyways, so what happened with Fetterman? Did that Fetterneck Fetterneck is still a, oh man his lead had, his margin has increased. A little bit. Thank you, when Weldon Fool Oh One. So uh, Katie Hobbs is ahead eleven point six percent. Somebody can do math, and it ain't me. So John Fetterman, he is still ahead of Doctor Oz. Now let's let's look at the overall overview. Okay, so so Republicans forty seven Senate seats, Democrats forty five. Senate seats, but we still got a, a little ways to go here. But it does look like the, the Republicans can pick up the Senate. <clears throat> In the House, Republicans gained two seats. Democrats lost five seats. And currently, the GOP have 190 seats. Democrats have 154. Okay. Now, governors, remember Seth Keschel predicted in a fair election, we should see 38 Republican governors. Currently, it sits at 24. Democrats have 20. So I don't know about um, red bloodbath here, guys. But it does look like... does look like... Uh, Susan Tevy says, 
Fetterman gave a victory speech on Fox. Well, it's kind of like Joe Biden. That guy doesn't even know where he's at, man. Really can't, really can't, uh, really can't put too much, uh, too much weight on that. DJ Patriot, who's super smart or stupid smart? I'm stupid smart. I'm stupid and a little smart. <clears throat> I am stupid, guys. I mean, for the most part. I'm not, uh, I'm really not that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really not that talented. But somebody said this to me and I was like, is that a backhanded compliment? They said, hard work uh, beats talent any day of the week. And they were talking about me, and I was like, okay. Okay, so you're saying I work hard, but I ain't that smart, or I ain't that good at what I do. All right, I'll take it, because, I mean, if hard work wins in the end, then I guess I guess I'm a winner. And those freaking talented bastards, they're resting on their laurels, you know? The wolf at the top of the mountain ain't as hungry as the wolf at the bottom. You know what I mean? And I'm hungry. I'm hungry, baby. I'm hungry for some wins. And I might, I might not, you know what I mean? Might not be that good at this. Might not be that smart. But I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outpace you, baby. You know, I put, dude, I, I think I put like 10 hours a day into this crap. And, I, and mind you, listen, like sometimes I listen to myself and I remember that in the year 2020, before the 2020 election, I did not even know what Congress was. I shit you not. That's a, that's a testament to how stupid and uninformed I was to where we're at now. Now I freaking read, like, you know, court dockets and stuff for lawsuits. And, you know, we're, we're covering the 2022 election results. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, how do you go from there to here in such a short amount of time? And I think it's not just me. I think that there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people out there that were just not involved or paying attention. And now they are because they realize that they have to. So I'm like, Attorney General, what the fuck is that? Secretary of what? Uh, wait, you mean to tell me that there's a state constitution and a U.S. constitution? Hold on. You're you're telling me that you know bills got to pass the house and the senate and get signed by the governor? What the hell? I didn't know any of this stuff. None of it. None of it. What's a what's a congressional committee? What the hell is that? I don't even know what congress is. There's a difference between the house and the senate. When they, I I I don't wait. So legislature is one branch of government, executive, judicial. I didn't even know the three branches. If you'd have asked me that, I would have been like, I would have like turned beet red and been like, dude, I'm an idiot. I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot like that. Three branches of government. Yeah, I, I thought it was just, I, I just, I just, look, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, here's what I thought, basically. And I've said this before. When I was pretty young, uh, when, when, was, when was the, 
When was John Kerry? What, what year did John Kerry run against George W. Bush? Because that year, I was I, look. Remember back in the glory days of YouTube, the glory days of YouTube when it was like the wild, wild west, and you could research whatever you want, and there wasn't fact checks, and they didn't algorithmically boost um, the the mainstream narratives and stuff like that. Like, you could actually look up conspiracy theory videos back then. That was the good old days, right? Well, I don't remember what it was, but I I, I learned that John Kerry and George W. Bush were both members of the same secret society at Yale, and that is the Skull and Bones Society. And I'm like, these two guys are running against each other for fucking president. And you expect me to believe that I have the power of choice to choose my elected representatives? It's all a big cabal. It's all a big scam. These guys are all, it's like Coke versus Pepsi. And I'm like, I wanted water. Every every election is Coke versus Pepsi. And I'm like, I want, I just want some water, maybe even some Gatorade. I don't want Coke. I don't want Pepsi. And who got to decide that those are my only two choices? So I was like, oh, fuck voting. I'm not voting. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not, I'm not voting. And I just decided, I just decided politics is stupid. What's the point? I mean, cause I, I believed way back then. I didn't know about the Dominion machines. We didn't have the mass scale mail in voting. What I thought is that basically your two choices are set up you know they're propped up by powers outside of your control and no matter which one you pick you're you're voting between a giant douche and turd sandwich every single time so what's the point that's that was my perception of politics that was my that was my perception so i was like um i don't look i don't like to waste my energy on things I'm not interested in. Like, I'm almost borderline autistic. When it comes to the things that I think about and the things that I focus on, I hyper-fixate on the things that I'm interested in. And anything outside of that, I don't give a shit about it. I don't care at all. I don't want to hear anything about it. All I want to know is more about the thing I'm currently interested in. So... The level there, there's so there's these inside my mind. There's these massive gaps of knowledge in certain subjects in certain areas because I just don't care. I only care about this stuff. You know what I mean? And politics fell into this category for a long, long time. And then one day, I realized, oh, boy. Maybe I should have paid attention in school when they were talking about this shit. Cause well, I don't even know what they did, but if, if they did, if they did, now I realize how stupid that was. Now I realize that, um, hey, these are the people that actually decide. They make decisions on your behalf that affect your everyday life. And you are supposed to, very least supposed to have the power to um decide who those people are and that's the political process that's your that's your power as a citizen 
you know, and so if you don't understand what these people, who these people are and what they're doing and you don't participate, well, then you have no right to complain. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you know, like, but, but then, but, you know, but then at the same time, I'm like, okay, but we're kind of back to square one. Cause it's like fucking voting's rigged, <laughs> you know, it's rigged. Do I, do I really have a choice in this or maybe I was right all along, man. Maybe I was right. All right, so we got what do we got? Some election stuff going on here. Anything uh, significant going on out there? Because I I, I got to go to bed soon. The reason that I continued to just ramble after everybody left is because I drank coffee at like I don't know nine at night, thinking we were gonna all be on this show for a long, long time. And then I was like, um, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna be able to sleep tonight. On the spectrum, cool. Have you seen the TV show on Netflix, The Extraordinary Attorney Wu? Really good. She autistic. <laughs> I have not. I have not. I don't really care about you know autism that much. I don't. I don't think I'm autistic. I'm. Look, I'm telling you guys, I am A D D. That's what I am. That's that's. Look, I. I've been to so many different therapists in my life. You know, for different you know, childhood trauma and this and that and addiction. And I've been to so many different therapists and I'm, I probably shouldn't say this on air cause it'll be used against me, but I've had so many different therapists tell me that they think I'm, you know, diagnosed with so many different things from general anxiety to depression to, uh, one, one lady said I'm bipolar to whatever the hell that is. One lady, I walk in her office, I tell her that I'm, and and mind you, I've told you guys I'm, I'm in recovery, right? So I was I was abusing drugs at the time, and I was completely emotionally unstable. And in one meeting, this lady said, "I think you're borderline personality, and I think that you should start taking Lexapro and Wellbutrin and Depakote." Um, and I was like, "No, first of all, how do you even decide that after one meeting with me in 45 minutes? Second of all, I." And I think I'm using drugs to self-medicate. And I don't, I don't, I came here cause I don't want to be using drugs. I want to actually learn how to cope and deal with my, you know, whatever my afflictions are. And you just want to put me on pharmaceutical drugs. And I'm like, no. And this lady was like, oh, well, so you're willing to experiment and, and take drugs all the time, but you won't take the ones I prescribe you. And you're not even qualified to take the drugs that you're I'm like, well, you're not even qualified to, to know whether, I don't know. I was like, man, screw you. And I never went back and I had other, you know, other people say I'm a, Oh, I, I was doing a lot of psychedelics and I was, you know, kind of way out there. I was smoking a lot of DMT and taking a lot of mushrooms and starting to think I was enlightened. And I was telling this, uh, therapist about it and she was like i think you you might have signs of schizoaffective and then i told this other lady that i have this hub habit where i constantly count on my fingertips the syllables of my thoughts repeatedly and i have uh, repetitive thinking and i just can't stop going in circles with different you know these these thoughts and she was like well i think you have ocd tendencies so i'm like okay let me go down the list here 
I've got anxiety. I got depression. I'm bipolar. I've got um, borderline personality disorder, OCD. But not one of these mother truckers ever suggested that I might have ADD. And one day doing you know my own research, I discovered that every single symptom of ADD fits me to a T. 100,000%. That's exactly what I deal with. That's exactly what I deal with. And I could have, I could have just figured it out on Google. I mean, these people, they make these diagnoses to just put a label on you so that they can try to treat it. But they, there's no blood test. There's no brain scan. There's no nothing. They don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And, and so many of these different disorders from, OCD to bipolar get misdiagnosed when re- when in reality you have ADD because part of ADD is having mood swings, which I have, uh, irritability, which I have, lack of focus, lack of concentration, also hyperfixating on, uh, you know, hyperfixating on things and becoming obsessive, and I have that. Um, impulsiveness, I have that. Uh, everything. Everything. I, I I have ADD to a T. And, uh, and today I manage it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I don't know why I got on that subject. That's, that's funny. That's funny. I just completely lost my train of thought. Forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yes. Um, burn, burn yank. Yes, it is about the election. We're talking about the election, man. I have been talking about the election for like three, four hours now. And you probably just got here and you were like, what is this guy talking about? Um, so right now, Arizona, 51% of the vote in Mark Kelly has a significant lead over Blake masters. Um, let's take a look at. Governor race. All right, so looks like eleven point four. Katie Hobbs has an eleven point four percent lead over Carrie Lake, which has dwindled a little bit. Uh, you know, about two point two percent. So not much is happening. You know, not not much is happening out there. And Fox News is chomping at the bits to call that one. I'll tell you that. But when you only have fifty percent of the votes in, and Carrie Lake. Uh, is, is, you know, little by slow chipping away at Katie Hobbs lead. You can't call that race. You you just can't. Um, let's see. Republicans in, uh, Republicans winning in Alaska. <clears throat> but it looks like so, so. There must have been a couple races that have been called because the <clears throat> hold up, hold up. What what happened in the U.S. Senate? Because the Democrats appear apparently now have gained one seat, and the Republicans have lost one seat. So uh, a, a re- Republican incumbent lost, and I, I must have missed it. But a Republican incumbent must have lost in order for that to be the case, because before I think it was Democrats had 45 
Republicans had 47. Um, Warnock. Wow. Okay, so Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock were very, very close. I mean, neck and neck. But now it appears that Warnock is outside of the margin of, a, of going to a runoff. Because I believe in Georgia, it's if it's within 0.5%. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not right. I'm, I'm incorrect here. One of them has to... One of them has to... Uh, one of them has to get 50% of the vote. Sorry. Okay, so if it's that close, then they're going to go to a runoff. So I, I think it's looking like it, it could go to a runoff. It's probably going to go to a runoff. Herschel Walker, I believe, was ahead of Raphael Warnock uh, before. So 3% left. Could he get 50%? Yeah, it's going to depend. It's going to depend. But that would not, not, not be good. Mm. Yeah, they stopped counting in Arizona, apparently. They just decided to, you know, I guess they got tuckered out and went home. Put me in, coach, because I'm I'm out here. I, I, I drink coffee late at night. Put me in, coach. I'll count some freaking ballots in Arizona. I'll, I'll, have them, I'll have them all done in 30 minutes if you put me in, coach. We ain't going to be here all night. We ain't going to be here all night. I'll take another double shot of espresso, get to work, bust it out, boom, bada boom, bada bang. <clears throat> so, you know what? I got to um, check Telegram because there's, there's a few channels that are really, really on top of the uh, election wizard being one. Really on top of calling, you know, letting us know which races are being called. So, <clears throat> election wizard, just in NBC News projects Democrat Tony Evers wins re-election in Wisconsin governor's race. Well, that's, so, so look, we got a Democrat governor in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, uh, looking like a toss up there in Arizona. But we got Brian Kemp, guys. We got Brian Kemp. So anyone who's sitting here saying, oh, red wave my ass. Well, we got Brian Kemp, the beloved America First Kemp. Um, George Santos, Republican, wins election to U.S. House in New York's 3rd Congressional District. Now, apparently Fox has called, Fox has already called Fetterman uh, for the Pennsylvania Senate race, and now NBC News is also projecting Fetterman to win the Pennsylvania Senate race. Now, that's how you know Democrats are literally retarded. And I don't, I hate to use that word, I but I don't actually. I I love that word. I just wish it wasn't associated with people that are cognitively disabled because it's it's not to me. It's it's a word to use when stupid won't suffice. This is proof that Democrats are retarded. Okay? I mean, if anyone was wondering, they're retarded. 
I mean, I, I believe the election's got to be rigged here. But if it's not, then this is this is absolute proof, Supreme Court 9-0, that Democrats are retarded. Because th- this, this guy <laughs> opened on the debate stage with, Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs> I'm John Fetterman. I'm John Fetterman, and please vote for me and my neck. I have to read off a teleprompter, and it takes me 30 seconds of a delay for me to actually, because I can't just listen to what you're saying and then respond. I have to uh, sit here and read a teleprompter that's transcribing what you're saying and then respond. That's how damaged I am from a stroke. And but but wait a second. Wait a second. But I got a doctor's note. I got a doctor's note here. My doctor said I'm fit for office. Okay, can we see your medical records? No. It's my business. But actually it's the people's business because you see you're running for office and we need to know if you're fit for that office. It's my business. Um, Mr. Fetterman, do you support fracking? It appears there's a 2019 quote that you said you, you, you don't support fracking. Um, I support fracking and I support, I support fracking and, and, and where, where I stand is I support fracking. That's your guy. That's your guy. Democrats. Are you proud? Are you proud of yourselves? Are you proud of yourselves that you, you've you've bought in because you're you you have such a I don't know maybe some sort of personal guilt about some I don't know what it is. But you, you guys are fucked up. Let me just put it that way. You're so fucked up. You feel guilty about something that I don't know what the source is, but you feel like you have to atone for something. Um on the inside and I don't know what that's, that's your personal, that's your personal issue. Right. And, and so when the Democrats, when the mainstream media tells you that if you vote this way, you are a racist, bigot, homophobe, uh, violent insurrectionist, conspiracy theorist, you can't handle that. You can't handle that because, I don't know, something's psychologically fucked up inside of you. Um, you you have to be part of the popular crowd, I guess. And, and so you think that if they, uh, look, these people, like, they, they, just, they just have some sort of self problem that they, I'm getting tired, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, the mainstream media, they present two options. Over here, you're a, a racist, homophobe, bigot uh, that wants to make it so, I guess, people can't say gay. I, I don't know. Something something like that. And over here, you're intellectually and morally superior and sophisticated and educated. And you're on the right side of things and you're doing the right thing and you're going to save everyone's grandma and you support inclusivity and equity and you're not racist and you and and some people like this. They don't care about the facts. 
They don't give a fuck about the facts. All they care about is their position in the societal structure because they're too fucking stupid to, uh, you know, think rationally and realize that all of this is artificial anyway and doesn't really amount to fucking nothing. And so... And so they're locked into this position. And then when they and then when the mainstream media and the Democrats and the deep state say, vote for this neck bulge having brain dead, good night everyone, uh supports fracking, doesn't support fracking, supports fracking idiot that just had a stroke and has to bring a doctor's note to a debate stage to prove that he's fit for office, even though if you have to bring a doctor's note to a debate stage, it means you're not fit for office, and that's very obvious to everyone. Um, these people are so locked into that need for acceptance and approval and uh, moral and intellectual superiority that they're willing to go to the ballot box and fill in the bubble next to Fetterman and feel good about it. Because Dr. Oz doesn't support abortion. Dr. Oz doesn't believe in women's rights at any, any level. There's no exceptions for him. He doesn't, even if you were raped, <laughs> even if you listen to Dr. Oz, it, he's one of the most moderate Republicans on the ballot. He doesn't believe that at all. Actually, his his answer was something to the effect of, uh, "Well, listen, I've been in. I'm I'm a doctor, and I've been in the the room where the conversation's happening, and the decision's very difficult, and blah blah blah. And I understand that there's certain times when, look, the guy was literally just trying to say, yeah, I support abortion, but I think it should be between the patient and their doctor, and I think the federal government should just stay out of it." That's what he was saying. And and, and and actually, actually, the the whole concept actually like I, I don't I don't really want to hear about any senator's stance on abortion. US Senator. I don't give a shit because anybody who's trying to federalize elections is directly going against the Supreme Court's decision that it's up to the individual states. So I don't give a fuck what Dr. Oz or Fetterman believes. And I, I mean, Lindsey Graham trying to pass this compromise of, you know, 16 weeks or whatever, which is, I mean, pretty crazy in and of itself. Compromise with the Democrats just before the midterms on 16 weeks or whatever. It's like, did you not listen? You, you didn't listen. We don't, we don't want... We don't want to federalize or cauterize anything. It's in the, it's up to the individual states. I mean, that's where I stand on it. I can't believe Fetterman. I can't believe Fetterman is the freaking... Oh, my God, they did call it for Fetterman. You've got to be shitting me. You've got to be shitting me. These people are insane. I, I, I'm going to say it one more time because it's the only thing that... It makes me feel better a little bit. It's these people are retarded. Strawberry Rhino says Lindsey Graham is gay. Okay. All right. 
I don't care about that either, to be honest with you. Lindsey Graham's gay. Mark Burnovich is gay. Stephen Richards gay. What else is new? Do you, boo-boo? <clears throat> all right, so let's see. I really All I care about is Arizona right now. All I care about is Carrie Lake. How's Carrie Lake doing? My girl. Um, nothing's really changed. I guess Arizona just can't count ballots. They just can't count ballots. They're incapable of just counting ballots and calling an election. Guys, can you do me a favor and smash that rumble button? Because we got, I don't know, 600 people watching, 472 rumbles. We can do better. Yes, Jonathan C. Tay. They have lost all sense of not only moral compass, but also what's up and down. Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, Salty Cracker calls it clown world. You live in clown world. You live in an upside down, inverted reality. I mean, up is, up is down, right is left, black is white. I mean, these, these are the people that call you a racist while simultaneously saying black people can't get a voter ID because they're just, just because they're black. If you see somebody, their skin, um, has melanin. And it, that means that they're intellectually inferior and they, they, they can't get an ID. This is what Democrats say. And they don't, maybe they do, maybe they don't realize, but I, I don't give a shit because the, the fact is they're the real racists here. They're the real racists here. Ah. <sighs> You know? All right. Look, now at this point, at this point, I'm just talking to talk. I smash, I subscribe, I love this channel. Love you, Nick. Susan Tevi. Your birthday is October 10th, isn't it? Huh. Bet you didn't think I remember. Well, I'm going to remember this year. I'm going to remember this year. October 10th. Love you too, Susan Tevi. And off my lawn one. Weren't you? Didn't you used to be a troll? I can't remember. There was, there was like some. No, his name's Honk. His, his name's Honk. There was this guy who used to just pop in my live streams and just talk all kinds of shit. Call me an FBI informant and all this blah, 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 blah. And uh, I hate Rumble's live chat because it's just... Look, you guys know I believe in free speech and whatnot, but when it comes to just somebody whose sole intention is just to piss people off and spam the chat and do nothing, uh, you know, contribute nothing... Uh, they're basically just there to ruin the chat experience for everybody else. I just want to fucking ban them for life. I want to I want to exercise my right as the dictator of this channel. 
But Rumble doesn't allow you to do that. No, off my lawn. I was thinking of Honk. Jonathan C. Tate, if I debate, I'll look bad, and the rig looks more obvious than if I hadn't debated. Yeah, that's so crazy that Katie Hobbs would not debate Carrie Lake. Katie Hobbs did not want her policies to be on display for people to actually scrutinize. Katie Hobbs didn't want her crimes to be on display for people to scrutinize. Katie Hobbs did not want her racist past twice convicted of racial discrimination by two grand juries. Uh, also participated in the fucking reenactment of the slave trade in a Catholic school when she was in high school, which is just weird. And then went on to be a racist as an adult too. I mean, she's just racist. She doesn't want people to, you know, she doesn't want Carrie Lake to call her out on the George Soros money. She doesn't want Carrie Lake to talk about how she's weaponized her office to enrich Dominion while helping to rig elections for Democrats like herself. She doesn't want Carrie Lake to bring up uh, the fact that, well, I mean, that she's a coward. You know, a feckless little girl. She's not, nothing but a teenage girl. Like, she's petty. She's not nearly as articulate. She's not attractive like Carrie Lake. She's not fiery, passionate. She's just weak. She's just a she's just a, a, a dork, honestly. Honestly, she's a dork. She's a nerd. Look at her with her stupid glasses. No offense to anyone that wears glasses, but Katie Hobbs just looks like a dork, man. I just want to shove her in a locker. Take her lunch money. I'm tired. Uh, just sitting here, just talking. That, that's. I wonder if tomorrow I'll wake up and be like, dude, you went on for like an hour and a half by yourself just talking about nonsense. And then all those guys are going to be like, Nick, I don't want all that shit that you said attached to the show that I was a guest on. And I'll be like, oh, man, my bad. My bad. I don't. I didn't mean to associate you with my incoherent ramblings and cuss words and whatnot. My bad. My bad, y'all. But it's rare. It's look. This channel has taken on such a serious tone. You know. I don't. I don't ever just let my hair down and just you know, just chit chat. Talk about what I'm thinking. I feel like I always got to be reporting on facts. You know, the news. Got to talk about what's going on. I got to memorize a bunch of stuff. And then have opinions about it too. And then figure out how to articulate them and blah, blah, blah. Oh, man. Thanks for the compliments. My ego really enjoys it. Boats and hoes, brother. Boats and hoes. My man. My man. Who doesn't love a good boat and a good hoe? Oh, sorry. No, I'm married. I'm married. No. I didn't say that. Don't send this to my wife. Come on. Come on. I don't like I don't like boats or hoes. You unhopium me, and I am very grateful. Really? Did you used to be hopium? Full of hopium? Look, I did too, man. 
I was hopium. I was so hopium, bro. Back before the inauguration, I was posting on Facebook. I was like, you guys just watch. <laughs> laughing maniacally. I was just rocking back and forth like the military's going to step in. It's all a sting operation. They watermarked the ballots. <laughs> and then, guys, why do you think they put up the razor wire fence? Huh? You think they're trying to keep us out? Maybe the military's trying to keep them in. <laughs> uh, and then I watched Biden get inaugurated. And then I watched uh, President Trump fly away on Marine One to Mar-a-Lago. And as, as Marine One was flying away, I was like, I was like, hold on. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. I swear something's about to happen. Hold up, hold up. And the Marine One is like going out of the camera view and, and becoming smaller and smaller. And I'm like, it's starting to look like, it's starting to look like nothing's going to happen. It's starting to look like nothing's going to happen. Oh, man, I'm starting to feel like nothing's going to happen. And then it disappears. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I, I laid in bed for like two hours. I'm like, what about all those people I told us? It's a sting operation. Now I look stupid. And I had already started making YouTube videos. And uh, I started making YouTube videos and whatnot. And basically, when I first started this, I would, I would just listen to X-22 report. And then I would be like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then I'd go make a video. Um basically just acting like I made all that shit up. <laughs> Not really, though, because, I mean, people are going to take that literally. I listened to it, and then it would help me form an understanding of all the things that were happening, and then I would, like, go on the Gateway Pundit and find a story and then put it in the context of a similar context to what X-22 said. And I believed it. I believed it 100%. And uh, slowly but surely, I was like, man, you guys said, first you said, you know, first you said he was going to win. Then you said January 6th was a freaking block party celebration of the overturning of the election. Then you said the inauguration's a sting operation. Then you said April Fool's and April 20th and July fucking 4th and, you know, Trump's going to give us all a Christmas present. And like, dude, it's, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm done with this. I'm done with this. At this, at, at a certain point, like, when do you snap out of it? And then after going on and on for like the next 18 months and watching people continue, continue to still do that, I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on? What's wrong with these people, man? And me, I, I, I don't like when... I have a, like, that was a hard thing for me. Cause I was like, man, I don't usually get, I don't usually get duped into stuff like this. But then I was like, see, it, there's this thing that happens when, when you realize you were misled. I won't say lied to. I don't know. I think X22 is probably genuine, but, and when you feel like you were misled 
then you start to get angry. And there's this process where now you kind of have this, it's, it's like I'm coming to accept it myself. So I'm like uh, angry at people that lied to me. And then like now, because I felt stupid, I want to uh, mock other people because I'm, I'm kind of making up for the fact that I felt stupid. So I want to feel smart again. You know what I mean? I want to be the smart guy. Like, I know you're wrong. I know that you're, I know that you've been fooled. So then I would just kind of be a dick about it. But then at a certain point, I just started to feel sad. I'm like, I feel like this, this psyop, whatever you want to call it, has like warped and melted the brains of people's grandmothers and, you know, like grandfathers, like the boomer generation just laps this stuff up and, I just feel like there's grandmas out there that their families have probably ostracized them and don't want to talk to them anymore because they believe crazy stuff and they like they just can't have a conversation with them anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's it's caused. I don't know. I'm like that. That's just sad to me. Sad, and these people there, you know, like. Most most everybody is good-hearted, America-loving patriots. Um, they're not they're not people that I want to be a dick to. They're just you know really optimistic and really just want to hope for the best. And so when somebody tells them something that seems a little plausible and it makes them feel good, they're like, "Yeah, I'm running with that." You know, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a dick about it to those people but the whole thing itself pisses me off cuz i feel like it's it's like this you know if I, if i was to be in a rowboat you know what i mean if i was to be in a rowboat and i can see the land and i'm trying to i'm trying to row to shore and then there's like three people behind me rowing the opposite direction and i'm like what the fuck are you do- can you guys row this way can you guys row this way? And they're like, no, no, no. The, the, the white hats told us to go this way. Patriots are in control. Trust the plan. They told us, they told us the land is this way and to trust the plan. And I'm like, dude, I can see the, the fucking lands that way. What, what are you doing? Go this way. And, uh, nobody will listen. It's kind of how it feels sometimes, but that's that. Maybe maybe I'm just being arrogant. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, let's go back and check Arizona. See if they got any. See if they can count any votes. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Arizona, fifty-two percent of the vote in. Um, it appears not much has changed. Nothing's changed. All right. So I'm going to wrap this live stream up because I'm, I'm just going to regret this tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to, the baby's going to start crying at 730 AM. You know, he's going to wake up and then I'm going to be like, bro, what were you thinking, man? What were you thinking? I, I hate myself. Why did I stay up and talk? 
for no reason. <laughs> I regret this deeply. Okay. Arizona's pretty much the same. Nothing's changed. Uh, nothing's really moving on the board. But, guys, I, I got to conclude by saying the whole red bloodbath thing, okay, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that because it ain't looking like no red bloodbath, I'll tell you that much. It does look like the GOP will take back the House. The Senate, it appears this race with Fetterman, I don't think a lot of people expected that. And so I think, to be honest with you, I think the Senate could go 50-50. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just clearly there's fucking election fraud. Okay. Clearly there's election fraud and it's pissing me off. And so I wanted to be a little goofy and talk about other stuff. Cause I know, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to post a few memes tomorrow just for morale, you know, just, just to try to give you guys a couple chuckles. Um, but we're going to have to get to work. And we're going to have to really put our nose to the grindstone. And, I mean, talk is cheap at this point. But Carrie Lake might win. Carrie Lake might win. She definitely still could. It's way too early to tell. Only, okay, hold up. I just got word. Only 1.5% of election day votes counted. Wow. Okay, well, that's a clean sweep. A clean sweep, if you, if I don't say so myself. I think if that's true, then she got it in the bag, baby. All right, so I'm going to for real wrap this up this time. And I want you guys to smash that rumble button just for my ego, just for my ego. And also... If you want to donate or something, you can do that too. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to those guys' channels from earlier. And uh, anyways, thanks for watching. And I will see you next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com, that's www.trimwithus.com, to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's 
Homes Wall Outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.